0: Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now.
1: Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. around a face show. North America, where the
2: buildings are old, and you might have lots of mimes. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I hate the feeling when you're looking at me that way, because we're North, North Americans, Americans. But if we act all shy, it'll make it okay. It makes
3: it go.
1: Yeah, that's us, playing North American Scum. It is the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, good news, everybody. We're going to have a search, search, hurry up and search today. What are we playing for, Hicks? We're playing for a signed copy of
3: Mr. Show, Seasons 1 and 2, on DVD, signed by David Cross.
1: Wow. Huge. Gigantic. Is Mr. Show one of the shows that IFC is picking yes. up? All right, so... Kind of a legendary, I would go so far to say cult show. Hell yeah. Signed by the late David Cross. He can no longer sign any other stuff. Nope. Um, Uh So this is a collectible. This is a collectible. Uh, And it's all part of the Winter Wonderland uh, because we've taken the Christ out of Christmas. We're trying to take the loser out of winter. Uh, I don't know whether you've looked over there on the... 202 friends, but people are already getting their stuff. Oh, yeah. Great mm-hmm. job, Pepper Hicks. I overnight things, Ron. I, it's, I, I didn't know that that could happen. I thought we still traveled Pony Express. <laughs> the uh, cool thing there is that people are now putting up uh, pictures of themselves, <laughs> uh, kind of happy with their prize. As they should be. That makes me think of this I want an all new prize that we're going to give out at the end of this. Maybe early January. Okay. Of, you know, happiest listener. Oh, okay. <laughs> happiest listener. Let's see them smiles. Yeah, I like their smiles. Because <laughs> look at you yesterday. Look how happy you were. That's that right. your big uh, prize. Fucking gigantic bottle of shivus Regal. Thank you, Pit Doc. Pit Doc is my, uh, my new favorite now for making you so happy. I don't know what it is, but when Hicks gets happy, I feel happy. <laughs> Well, that makes me feel even happier then. But I will say this as happy as you were, yeah. you wouldn't win the prize because <laughs> I've seen happier people. Damn it! Yeah. Uh, you tell me we've got uh, a last second booking. She's over out, Q, right now? Yep. Tell it's us who it is. Ms. Jacqueline Bissett. Ms. Jacqueline Bissett.
3: Yes. Not beset, not beset, bisset,
1: or not like when I was younger. What we say, uh, big set. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, this is thrilling to me. This is absolutely exciting to me. Jacqueline Bisset uh, coming in here. Now let me look this over. I would say, for me, the guy that would probably be winning right now. Yes. Uh, won the board to death. Did oh, you yeah. see him?
3: Yes, he is incredibly happy.
1: All right, what is his name? Because I don't see it on here. Uh, all right, it's just oh, Mach 5. It's Mach 5, and he's incredibly happy. He's got his board to death, and he looks like the illegitimate son of... I'm trying to think, because he just... Rem- oh, I'm going to give him the illegitimate son of Louis Black. Oh, yes, li- I see that. The illegitimate son of, of Louis <laughs> Black. Particularly around the eyes. But he's just got the biggest happy face, um, Mach 5, right now for me. And I I don't want to give a lot of updates for this, but he's going to win the secret happy prize.
3: He's the leader right now. Unless somebody can
1: beat him, yeah. He's he's leading. All right, so this is very exciting. She'll be here in just moments. Uh, Jacqueline Bissett. Bissett. Jacqueline Bissett. People do often uh, mispronounce her name. Oh, yeah. Jacqueline uh, Bissett is here. Now, what is she uh, promoting?
3: Uh, She has a new movie on the Hallmark Channel, premiering on Saturday uh, at 8 uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's an
1: old-fashioned Christmas. And let's get something straight here. Jacqueline Bissett is a goddess. Oh, God. A goddess that walks among us, and has been. And the most powerful uh, men in the history of the world have just fallen her feet. Uh, Co-stars, directors... Wherever she goes, uh, people are like, oh, my God, it's Jacqueline Bissett. Oh, my God, it's Jacqueline Bissett. Look, don't, don't, don't look Wait. right now, but she's right over there. She's so hot. i got to look at her. She is incredibly beautiful and um, one of those people that the years have been kind to. Oh, yeah. Not like usics. Whatever. I'm living hard. Sorry, you Miss Bissett. But here's the thing. You're 61 years old, and you look uh, <laughs> every day gets a little easier for yeah. you. I'm much younger than that. All right, so she's ready to come in? Yes,
3: she looks all like. She's well this ready, is yes.
1: exciting. I like a little prep time so I would even be able to get the name right, but uh, this is what happens at Sirius Sirius XM. Non stop, people coming through. Let's nonstop and uh, and who knows, maybe we'll get McCartney on Monday. Hopefully. Why wouldn't he swing by? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> uh all right, she's ready? She's ready. Very strange, very exciting. Let's uh, bring her in, Miss Jacqueline Bissett. Gracias. Uh, Bissett is in the studio, and we're playing music here from, uh, I believe, a movie that you were an extra in, the first film that (laughs) you ever did, The Knack. The
4: Knack. Yes. Gosh, The Knack and How to Get It.
1: The Knack and How to Get It, which, by the way, I think that time that you were in London when you came into that was probably the period in the history of the planet Earth to be alive.
4: I agree. There was just something about that. Oh my god you you're so right i mean i left school actually i already was at school mm-hmm. i was at school yeah and um boy it was for me it was a mixed school which i'd never been in it was i was in a girls school before that uh-huh the um, the beatles were wandering around the uh, chubby checker had done um his various um what do you call it what was it called I, I, the twist the, with the, the, well we were madly into the twist yeah mean completely obsessed with the twist but it was unbelievable the fashion was changing the photographers were changing the way things looked women's hair was loosening up i mean the whole just and the the aristocracy was losing ground a bit and then all the sort of east end boys were coming up and taking over it was just it a was stunning co- time. a stunning time.
1: Because, I mean, you were talking about like the first time that this happened in like a thousand years where yeah. suddenly you weren't part of any kind of class system and this youth culture exploded. Yeah. And like you said, just the people, you know, the, the stones were coming out, the who, you know, great art was suddenly being done. And you were right in the middle of it.
4: I don't know about the great art. I thought that art didn't... I personally didn't think the art at that time was particularly brilliant, all that color. I thought the art... No, I thought there was a lot of things that were great, but I didn't particularly feel that that art was great at that time. All right, well then, I'm going to have to send any work for Warhol. <laughs> Warhol very, <laughs> well, no, no, well, yeah, well, you know, it's a personal opinion. I didn't think that. No, Warhol was a bit later. I think, wasn't he?
1: No, he was about the same era. Was and he going back and forth? I think yeah, across. Well, I
4: wasn't really aware of him. I, yeah, but it was an incredible time, and to be for me, be, just to have that time hit me just when I left, started to leave school, and uh-huh. and start looking for work. And boy, I said, this is incredible. I was even aware that. I mean, I didn't know if it was. I certainly didn't call it the 60s, of course, because mm-hmm. I, well, nobody knew to do it later. But I said, this is, this confluence of things coming together was yeah. staggering. And did you, like, at that time, I'm sure your dreams weren't going to be,
1: oh, I'll have this career as an actress that will, you know, last and I'll be able to travel the world. I mean, the, the dreams couldn't have actually even been that big, coming out of a small
4: town. No, no, I no, I wasn't. Well, I was coming from a small town, yeah. yeah. But I was, I was, I had sophisticated parents, you know. I mean, yeah. I I used to go to see ballet, and I was taken to art galleries and stuff. We didn't have any money, but we would do things that were artistic. And my mother was pushing for those qualities in my life. She was very artistic, and uh, my father was more sporty, but. Um, so there were a lot of books around. We were sort of, it was educated but poor we were. So you were prepared for the opportunities. I no, parents... wasn't prepared for anything. No. I was just my mother wasn't well and I was busy looking after her and it was all very very crazy for me. But I was getting through it and thinking you know, thinking that I was starting to see French films and Italian films and I was fascinated with what I was seeing and I had no concept, no possible concept of how fascinating um cinema could be. But we didn't have cinema uh, I, we didn 't have television at home right we My father would not have television until we was I was seventeen. My brother was nineteen he was away at school and uh so that you know that was something that everybody had except us. Uh, all my friends had television and the films that I went to see were very, very few and far between. I remember being taken to see the mounting of everest mm-hmm. so Edmund Hillary and seeing Snow White and seeing one opera film. And I think that's about it. And that was so when I was 15, I started seeing some of the American films that dealt with young people and love and sex. And I was becoming to be, what the hell is this? This is fascinating. So at
1: that time before that, American films kind of weren't coming into England? Uh,
4: I don't know, but I didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't have an opportunity to go.
1: So at what point did you say, I want to be part of this?
4: Well, when I saw Jean Moreau in a French film, um, no, in an Italian film, in a film called um, La Notte, mm-hmm. which was a film by uh, Antonioni. When I started seeing Visconti films, and the, the directors of that time were unbelievable. Pasolini, Truffaut, Chabrol, um, Eric Romare. These were the films that made me dream. And there was a subterranean quality to the women's roles. They weren't just pretty women. Mm-hmm. There was There was subversion. There was undercurrent. There was sort of deep sexuality and i had no no concept of any of it and i wasn't i was much more drawn to that stuff than i was to the pretty uh cute you know female who was yapping away and squealing away and being frightfully you know feminine and and um, hoping for a man and oh, hoping, all that yes yeah. i was drawn to the to the other stuff and i said god almighty i don't know what i'm watching but um I would love to understand all this first of all, and and I couldn't imagine I'd be part of it. Right. That yeah, that is sometimes just being part of the audience is uh,
1: amazing when it comes to any kind of performance. For,
4: for absolute revolution, the whole thing. For me.
1: Yeah. Mm.
4: Uh and at that point, you, uh, you know, you got involved in film. And well, it, yeah. I mean, I got involved slowly, but mm-hmm. I I was still very tied up with my family problems, and I didn't, I couldn't just let go and just wander off, and I didn't have any knowledge that I could even move towards it. My my Latin teacher had told me, he said to me, uh, this was like I may have been 16, he said, you're such a chatterbox. You might make a good actress. And I honestly was not a chatterbox particularly, but I was with him because he was interesting. I used mm-hmm. to ask questions. And then about two years later, I had the occasion to be in a dinner with Roman Polanski and um, De Laurentiis, um, Nino, uh, Dino? Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah. yeah, I was at a dinner. And Roman turned to me and he said, you're such an introvert. You might make a good actress. I said, I beg your pardon? I was just told the opposite, you know, it'd be a year and a half ago. And it, it went into my mind and it, it, it stewed and questioned. And I thought, what is he talking about? Which does one have to be? I must say, looking back, I do think that most actors tend to be more introverted than extroverted. I mean, there's the person who goes out there and does the showbiz and the, you know on stage and stuff. And, right. But most actors of, um, of of well, to some degree of depth. Yeah. Ha- have to you know they have to it's. They have to dig a bit to get it out.
1: Yeah, and it is something, I guess, about inner life. Because sometimes I think if you're watching an actor, like on a film set, it doesn't seem like they're doing as much to the naked eye as you're standing there. And then later you'll watch on screen and see that there's... Detail. Yeah, detail, which is just the opposite. Young actors come in and want to just do stuff. yeah, Yeah, just, yeah, so let me throw something, let me scream. Yeah. Uh, but really some of the most intense acting is... In the eyes. Yeah,
4: just right there. The thinking, actually the thinking, if you can think your way through the character, you can, yeah, and if the camera's in the right place, of course that's very key too.
1: So you're always giving yourself like an
4: inner life, uh, there's, that's... No, I'm not really doing anything, I'm just trying to think about what I'm doing, but I, um, obviously at some point you develop some technique and I'm, I'm aware that, Knowing if, if you know the size of the lens that you're mm-hmm. being filmed with, to some degree, you, you 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 know you change your performance. If it's very very close, rather than doing too much, you don't want to overact. That's horrible to be overacting. Right. You need to know what size you are on screen. If you're you know miles away, then you can use more body language. So you uh, and if this it, is great for people to hear because all these technical things plays in that
1: the rest of us can ignore because well, you know, you know, I you're I in charge of it. The,
4: what Really, the thing about film is that people don't consciously know what they're seeing, but when they're seeing a film, for example, they're seeing a film and it's a master, what they call a master shot, which is a general shot. You can see everybody. You can see them moving around. You mm-hmm. can see the room. That's a bit like a, a full sentence. Now, when they put a comma, the comma would probably lead you to, into a close-up. A, a, a close-up would be something that's been accentuated, so it might have an exclamation marker behind it. If you can relate editing to to um punctuation that's really all it is it 's how do you p- take a sentence and how do you punctuate what you want to see how do you how do you make it more important or less important and and the, the the size of the lens the camera lens if it's a 50 or if it's a a 135 or whatever it is depending a 50 would be a general shot you mm-hmm. know a 30 would be a wide angle lens and then um so y- the, the the direct chooses the lens puts the camera puts it on the camera and he builds his sentences and when you say he's a great director you don't know quite what it is you've seen but you've actually been exposed to punctuation that is i've never heard it explained that way before i think it's
1: mind-blowing you but you as an actor you're kind of uh, dependent upon the no matter what your performance is the director the editor the cinematographer all yeah. those people
4: have to yeah. be on point point. Yeah, well um, if, if if it's a really important scene and the and the director holds you in a long shot when you can't see what's really happening, the audience is frustrated. They want to come in and see what's happening at that moment. So and it can happen. You can be it can be an absolutely key moment in a film and the camera's not in the right place and you know it and there's nothing you can do. Well, I think
1: that like we know it but uh, you know as the audience we might know it but only subconsciously. Exactly. We don't know what exactly. Were...
4: You don't know. And I didn't know for years. I yeah. used to see What the hell is the director doing? What is I would be there on a set, and I didn't figure out. But obviously, at a certain point, you start to gather, gain the the technical knowledge that that you're actually absorbing. But when you're on a set, it looks like everybody's doing nothing, and it seems incredibly boring. And for visitors, they're so disappointed. (laughs) It's like, and then... And then all this, this thing now of showing how films are made i mean i 'm completely against that uh the kind of making of and the d v d extra package that. i think it 's so demystifying yeah know? i don 't want to see how i don 't want to see how the tricks are done i don 't want to see that you know
1: you know what 's even kind of strange is they 'll put these things out on like h b o before the film even gets here, right. so Uh, Right away, though, they're explaining where CGI
4: is used and green screen, and I'm like, I haven't even seen the film yet. Oh, I just think it's a mistake. I mean, how can we dream if we know everything is done? I mean, part of the life is is fantasy, and you have your own imagination. Absolutely. And there's no trust factor now, because the trailers give away
1: so much of the movie. And if you really have a film that you're looking forward to see, you have to now try to stay away from the trailer. You. Got to say, I don't want to know anything about yeah. this film. In fact, you know? I'm a
4: surprise. Sometimes you feel like you've seen the film.
1: Yeah. Oh, There's absolutely. So <laughs> That's so long. There are so many times that they'll give away even the ending shot. You'll yeah. see the guy be picked up yeah. and the girl and the and you know the run
4: together and kiss. And you're like, well, we okay, were supposed we to worry yeah.
1: about them. Yeah. You know, I
4: don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny attitude. Everything's very exposed. So I don't know. You know everything about actors. Well, supposedly you know everything about. I don't really believe in that. So I keep my profile pretty low. You have done kind of a a great job of that, haven't you? Of have staying somewhat I mysterious. Well, I don't know about being mysterious, but I just sort of um yeah you know, I I want to have a personal life when I have right. one. So
1: No reality shows for you, no cameras following you as you're going Very back and rarely. forth this. occasionally
4: I was coming out of a restaurant or something, occasionally, yeah. but not much. Uh and you live where now? Because I you live seem, I live in Los Angeles. In and Los Angeles. I live, Um I'm part of the time in London.
1: Right. And you do European films or in this film that you're doing for Hallmark I mean, we never
4: know like where you're going to show up. It's Well, I don't know. I'm basically here. I'm going to do I just actually I'm going to do a little part in something starting next week. Um Danny Houston. I don't know if you know Danny. Oh, absolutely. Danny Houston, Danny Houston Jack yeah. Houston and Sienna Miller. And I'm going to play Sienna Miller's older part in the film. Mhm. She plays the young part and i play the older part. Which will be funny to play. Sienna Miller because she's skinny and blonde,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and I don't know who. I don't know if I'm going to be made blonde or she's going to become dark. I don't know, but I, it's 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 just a small part in the thing. But it's a good director called Bernard Rose, and it's a it's a semi um, what do you call it? Uh, when you make up your own lines, what do you call it? Improvised. It's a semi-improvised it's, film. Yeah. Have Danny you? has done several films with Bernard Rose like this. They've done and they're based on a Russian. It's it's called the Two Hussars. So, have you worked like that before? Where I did a yes, I did a movie with Dennis Hopper, which still the film is called the Last Film Festival. I've read about that. Yeah, and it still hasn't come out because we still need some money to finish it, and we're bit, it's very frustrating not well, to have the money to finish it. And um, a film is shot; I mean, everything with some special effects. Some of the little details need to be paid for, so we're looking for somebody to to just bring up a little because it's a funny film. It's Chris Kattan and um, Dennis and. Um, Lili Sobieski well, and uh, several, quite a few. Well, you know, people.
1: this has to be finished no matter what because one of our greatest actors, his last film. I know. It needs to be. I know it needs, it needs to, to be. Seen. It
4: needs to be seen, and he's wonderful. He plays a, a uh, producer, and I play his ex-wife. I'm his Italian. Uh, not exactly a bimbo, but a little bit bimboish, ish um, which is fun. I wanted to make her into, a, into an Italian because originally she was American. I said, it's not fun to play an American actress. It's just, let me do something with it. So we, we, we ended up turning her into Claudia. Uh, <laughs> Hopper was such an extraordinary uh, actor and just
1: person, just an artist. And, you know, one of those people that, you know, everybody kind of pigeonholed as this crazy rebel, whatever he went through in the 70s with the drugs. And then the way he rebounded from that and, uh, I don't know, his photography and just on and He's, on about this yeah. stuff. And th- the work he did as a film director, too.
4: He he was a, a, a surprising person. I didn't know him well before we started this. And mm-hmm. while we were shooting, people would make remarks about something, something that had happened to somebody or something sad. And his heart, you could see how he felt stuff. Yeah. He was very empathetic and and kind. There was sweetness to him as well, apart from all the crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, and just, uh, I've seen his photography, and it's stunning. And then, I forget what show I was watching, but his home, he had collected so much fantastic art. Mm. that I mean, his eye was perfect. He was right there as everything was breaking and buying things early. Yeah, he was a hip guy, very hip guy. uh, It looked like he lived in a museum.
4: I mean, the fact is, I think that if you went into his home, you would be... Well, his stuff, it was a kind of... It, it was a bit rambling, rambling. Yeah. I've been to his his place in, in Venice, California. He's, the stuff was stacked up in some places and it wasn't all hung in a very conventional way. Right. But it was... Uh, no, he was definitely a character. And it's... Uh, I want that film to come out.
1: Yeah, I I definitely want to see it. And I think it just needs to be here. I think it needs <laughs> to be finished because yes. uh, one of the great American actors in his last film.
4: Uh, what you're doing for Hallmark... Now, this is the... Second, in this, this is the second. This is the yeah. sequel to the to the first one, which I've never done a sequel before, and it was a it was curious because it was a different actress mm-hmm. playing my my granddaughter, but it was fine. I enjoyed working with both of them, and um, this girl certainly was able to take on the character. And the first one was about
1: Thanksgiving. This one's about Christmas. Yes. So we're going to basically
4: run... the main characters are, are there. You know. Yeah. Are we going to run through all the holidays? Is it going to be? Valentine's Day, oh. Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Valentine's Day might not be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But I it, it, actually there could be a sequel easily. There could be. But um, but the, our characters have reached a kind a time when she's breaking away from me a bit. You know. Uh-huh. Which,
1: do you choose these based on the script or the people you're working with how how do you decide
4: you know you do the best of you choose what the best of what you get an opportunity to do i mean it's not like we offered everything and Mm -hmm. and it gets more and more difficult as you get older and uh, you say what's what the what are the chances of this film coming out and actually being seen i mean i get asked to do quite a few things that which might be quite fun to do but would probably never be seen and sometimes you do your best work in those films but it's disappointing when things don't get a proper distribution and, yeah. and so on. And it, there comes a point where you've got to be careful. Now, um, I, I wasn't planning on doing this uh, this thing that came, just came up. Uh, but I know um, I, knew, I worked with John Huston a couple of times as a director. And Danny Huston's a very talented actor and Bernard Rose is a director. And I thought, well, the company's awfully good. It yeah. might be fun. It's a gamble.
1: So you had worked for John Huston... Went. I worked
4: for John Huston in, in a movie called Under the Volcano, and another oh, yeah. movie uh, with Paul Newman called, um, and Ava Gardner. Wow. Can you imagine? Ava Gardner. Just
1: stunning. It's it, I. You know, you. Uh, that's the thing that there. Uh, obviously, you've done great work, but there's also been this thing in your career of showing up at different times with the most extraordinary people. Yeah. Any book idea? Maybe one day write uh, all you these know, stories. I get asked up. to do
4: that, but I don't want to do write about. It stuff. I feel like I've done lots of interviews and the stuff that's really juicy in my life. I <laughs> want to keep to myself. <laughs> you know, I could certainly write a book, but um for the moment it's it's a no. <laughs> Uh, what a, what a pleasure to meet you.
1: Thank you. It was, uh, so much fun to have you in. It's an old fashioned Christmas that's on the Hallmark, uh, uh, channel this Saturday, December 11th, 8 p.m. And you can check that out at HallmarkChannel.com.
4: Is that the East Coast or the West Coast? That's that East Coast. Coast. I East own Coast. I I think New it's York West City. And yeah. yeah,
1: I think everybody's going to be able to follow along behind New York City. That's just my own personal yes. thing. They got to be able to do their own math. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. in.
4: Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to The Ron and Fez Show on The Virus. Serious
2: 197,
0: XM202.
5: Hashem, it's tonight, right? It
2: better be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut and I'm just going to pee in her butt.
1: Hi, buddies. It's The Ron and Fez Show. You know, uh... One day, Hicks, I want to do this on the air, so we can all work it out uh, to see if everybody's headphones sound the same. Because either mine or, you know, whatever the levels are in here, uh, I to me it's either way too low or way too high. I can never. and then I look over at you guys, and uh, I'm like, you know, I'll give you some kind of hand signal. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Do you turn it on? You know, so we are definitely, I don't know whether we got to get an engineer in here, okay. or we can figure it out ourselves, uh, but insane. Uh, speaking of insane, jeez, that Jacqueline Bissett is just stunning. It's awesome. I mean, I don't like to say that about a lady, but I'll give it this way. She's in her mid-60s. Uh, and it just takes over a room. I mean, uh, comes into a room and is so powerful. Those eyes are haunting. Oh yeah, they're gorgeous. They're awesome. Like a like a force of nature. Like a force of nature. And uh I think I kind of brought this up that she's been known to be with some of the most powerful men in the history of the world. No. Never married. Nope. <laughs> and I believe folded each one of them up. Uh, put them in an envelope and then sent them far away, because oh, damn, she has uh, confidence. Oh yeah, she does. You know, uh, as uh, Mike Kaka, uh, before he got into the, before he became a cupcake czar, uh, was a fashion photographer, and had always said to me that that was the woman of the world. Oh, that, really? That, that, that she's that, the camera loves her, and she's just this. Pure sexuality and sultry and steamy and, oh, yeah. uh, and then she comes in here and you could just tell by the way like she's confident and brilliant and it's just right. crazy. Uh, you can see why some people became stars. Yeah, I want to see this done on supper film. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even fucking know about this. The there's a lot films? you don't know about. I know, I know. But I'm, ri- I'm a- here's why you don't know about it. it wasn't written in the bottom of a giant shivas bottle. <laughs> That's why you don't know about it. If it was, you'd be an expert. Like what up? Uh, twice as she came in, she uh, said to Pepper, uh, "Thank you so much. Thank you." And nice? and his Pepper almost like a bird stuck his head under his wing and his little thing. Hey, you <laughs> <laughs> like you had a shyness thing that I'm not used to in you. Oh
6: yeah,
3: I I that you know she shouldn't be talking to me. I'm just the guy behind a board. That's no, all.
1: you're more than that.
3: No, no.
1: She's dude, been talking to Ronnie B. Dude, you know what? Uh, here's the deal. Yes. You are a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> and that's an amazing, <laughs> interesting thing to women. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of it women like that. Women are... Uh, and, and by the way, I'm, this is the weirdest thing about we're, working at XM. And is there anything to ever bitch about? Sure. Of course there is. I'll give you one right away. Rob Cross. But... Other than that, you don't have a normal job in radio where someone says to you, uh, you want Jacqueline Bissett to come in. Because that that seems like crazy (laughs) dream time. That's when you're going to go like this. I had the craziest dream last night that I was talking to – oh, by the way, on the way out, uh, the hug gave me a nice hug. She may be my Joey Pants. I should have started crying and asked for her home number and seen if I could get some help. Did
3: she give you a book of any sort?
1: I am telling you right now, the most powerful men in the world, she toyed with them, played with them, showed them what would be pure ecstasy, and at a certain point, folded them up, put them in an envelope, stamp, and off they went. And she sent them to j They were on their way to j and I said that because uh, Kathleen from the Bronx laughs every time, because I imagine that's some kind of a Philly, Delaware Valley saying. I never know it. But all the women in my family always said j Really? Was it yeah. like slang or something? From here to j I don't know. I guess somehow making fun of. Yes, it's all slang. It's not, you know, it's all slang. Someone said to me about something I was in a conversation the other day, and they said, that's a made up word. And I actually had this response. I said, aren't all words made up words? Good. I'm glad that you're with me on that. Makes perfect sense. All right, we're going to get this uh, show started today, unless you guys have—you uh, uh, guys are going to talk to a world-class beauty, and then I'll wait for you. No, there's Is no. Is that—and uh, I'm talking to the listeners, not to you. Stop acting like the show revolves around oh, no, you. I'm s- sorry. Because I'm going to tell you something right now, Pepper, and I mean this from the bottom of the heart. What's that? The mumbling is fucking played out with me. I'm so I what, the what, what mumbling and mumbling. What mumbling? Did you and fucking stuff do anything last night? No fuck. Uh, no. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The no fucking guy or what is it called? Fucking stuff guy. I can't keep up with that name. It's too weird. <laughs> <You>
3: Exciting. <side laughs> did you guys do anything? We caught uh, a podcast last but night,
1: but no. Yeah. Uh, no
3: fucking. No fucking of stuff.
1: Speaking of podcasts, the. Uh, I had a chance yesterday to do an Unmasked with Mark Marin, who has WTF, What the Fuck uh, podcast, which is really a great podcast. We'll get to that. Um, I, I'm going to play it on this channel before we even play it on the other one. I think I want to play the Eddie uh, Brill as well. We were supposed to play that Monday, and then we had technical yeah, problems. Yeah, somehow with we'll profits. I don't know what. I, see, here's the thing. Not all of us know what the word profit means.
3: The system that runs all the things that you're hearing right now.
1: Well, what happened to Dillette? That those are made up words. Hey, fezzy, <laughs> fezzy, fezzy, fezzy. Where are we at? Thirty-six. I think that's a new uh, record for you. You're coming into this. Um, all right, eight six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. E-T-R. I know it's a little uh, slow, but Ichiban's anything at all that you want to talk about, give us a call eight six six Ron zero Fed. That's eight six six Ron zero Fed. Uh, John, Ohio, you're on the Ron Fed show.
0: Hey, buddies. Yeah, I'm going on vacation, and I usually like to pack a little weed with me. And I haven't flown with the new uh, body scanners. How is that
1: going to affect? Not at all. The body scanners do not pick up marijuana. It's the strangest thing. They actually said to themselves, we can find an ass pube, but marijuana cannot be detected. I would load it up if you got any coke, uh, any horse, put them in your... No, you're going to be safe. Keep it in your (laughs) balls. Look, dude, here's the thing. If you go into a fucking airport today, anything could happen to you. You could actually say... I'm going to use my phone and be arrested. So if you want to carry weed these days... uh, And this really pisses me off because the reason that we give in to the body scanners and the loss of freedoms is we don't want the plane to blow up. We don't want terrorists to stab the pilot and then fly into a fucking amusement park. But what the fuck does marijuana have to do with that? Why can't they say... We did a body scan. I found his pot. Good. He's safe. He's fine.
3: It funds terrorism. It's. those commercials. Ah. Uh, the years ago. It's ridiculous. You
1: know, hey, but will, it, will it show up in your pocket? I'm yes, sure. it's going to fucking show up. <laughs> Look, can't you fucking cop when you get there? Don't well, you don't have know. a fucking guy you can call?
0: No, I don't know anybody there.
1: Uh, how, how long are you going to be there? A week. And you can't go a week without weed?
0: Okay, hold on. I'm on vacation.
1: Why can't you put it in um why can't you just throw it in your in your bag? Like you you know, send it with your luggage.
0: I guess I could do that.
1: Yeah, why don't you do that, all right? I know you can't right. that means you can't smoke pot on the plane. But <laughs> you can't fucking trust any of these people at airports. And I do I think it's fucking absolute bullshit that they can say, you've got weed in your pocket, and we're going to arrest you. It's fucking crazy. That isn't the fucking game. That's not <laughs> why we gave up our fucking freedoms. I wish the hell everybody was smoking fucking weed, so that maybe when the terrorist got on the plane, he forgot to fucking hijack Because when you get into that time fucking thing oh, yeah. where, like, I've been sitting here for two hours, no, it's five seconds. What? Yeah. <laughs> Been, no
3: fucking way.
1: There's been so many fucking <laughs> times. I remember one time, now I can't remember and this is a fucking bad thing and again i point out to younger people, don't do dope. I don't, at this point, I don't remember whether it was fucking really good pot, I was tripping or or fucking PCP. Alright, it might have been opium. It was I'm right. <laughs> fairly sure it was one of those. But I remember thinking to myself, and I was looking at a second hand and going like this. I can think so much faster than a clock. I can think so much faster than any clock can move. Tick. That was one second. Look how much I'm thinking all in one second. This is fucking amazing. Tick. And I spent literally a lifetime in a full minute. Christ almighty. Um, Joe... Joe and PA, or who I like to call Joe Pa, you're on the Run of Face show.
7: Ah, oh, boys, what's going on? Um, I just wanted to comment on what that guy said. I've, uh, in the past like five years, I mean, I've flown probably 10 times, and uh, every time I brought we with me, I just put a little shampoo bottle, put that in my dock kit, and put it in your luggage, and uh, you're good to go. I never had a problem. No
1: that's like me saying, "Hey, I drove from New York to fucking Miami ninety five miles an hour, never got busted. That can fucking it's like happen it's
7: an isolated incident that you know I mean I've done it enough times where it hasn't you know you can you think they are scanning bags or
1: you can fucking uh do whatever the fuck you want. I am not going to tell you not to fucking." Yeah. I wouldn't tell you not to fly and try to smuggle a fucking shotgun on. That's none of my fucking business. I all I'm saying, you now. spin the wheel, you make the deal. That's all I'm telling you. Uh,
6: Shampoo I- bottles is one of the things that they're big on checking now. Apparently, one drop is fine, two drops is dangerous for the plane.
1: Uh, here's Everett in Florida. You're on a fez. Yeah, Ron. Last
7: year, I was traveling from uh, like Newburgh down to uh, Port St. Lucie. I had uh, like five grams of, I saved all my roaches, so it was all like, you know,
0: spent weed
7: pretty much. Don't you think? I had it in my luggage. TSA opened it up. Cops came over. Troopers came over. They insulted the weed, uh, shit weed and all that. But... I got a ticket, and I guess sometime this month I'm cleared because they said, you know, a year, and uh, uh, and and it clears you up. And then the other thing was they said, oh, uh, are you a little bit old for that since I'm 58? What difference does that make? Yeah.
1: yeah, what is the fucking thing of what age do you have to be to fucking before they go, oh, stop that? You should have said this. Look, there's fucking people in this country who act like they're four forever. Uh Fran Leibowitz, and you know how I fucking just bitch up people acting like babies anymore, just yeah. fucking infants. I saw this thing with Fran Leibowitz where she said, everyone in the country wants to be seven years old right now. <laughs> Everybody in the nation wants to be seven, except for people that are seven, they want to be four. And I thought that was just fucking <laughs> brilliant. Great. But I tried to get all of you guys to watch Fran Leibowitz talk, and you're like... Fuck you. I never said that. I had nothing to do with you. No. Fuck you. Mm -mm. Kevin, you're on the Fest Show.
7: Hey, uh, you got two different options that I'm thinking that would work. Um, You could could put them in some cookies, and then you could throw some cookies in your bag, or uh, maybe mail it to yourself through some overnight mail.
1: You know, I don't know whether you guys got it in your head. I started High Times Radio, and I'm going to fucking teach you how to get weed back and forth. Seriously, if you travel, you don't have a fucking connection there? There's no one you can talk to about talk a 2020 twin. 20, 20. <laughs> talk to a fucking bellboy. What the fuck? <laughs> like, where can I get
3: some weed, buddy? Help me the fuck Seriously, out.
1: Seriously, that's who you talk to, bellboys?
3: Whatever. If, if you have to, if it fucking boils down to it. I bought some weed off a crazy drifter in Fort Lauderdale once. I thought he really was going to
1: rob me and kill me. I'll tell you this. I bought. I'm so fucking angry still to say this, and this happened fucking decades ago. But I bought some fucking bad paper asset oh, no. in fucking San Francisco that went nowhere. Oh. Me and Berkey walking down the street. We just gotten out there. I had to go up to Humboldt County for something. Okay. And uh, I just going to spend a couple days, meet this guy down by the fucking pier. Oh, I want to do some asset. I'm like, asset, San Francisco. <laughs> Hell <Fuck> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, we were like eight fucking fucking hits in each. Nothing happened. Oh Jesus Christ! After like we're planning our fucking night. Yeah. Two nights in San Francisco. One night was planned. I have. Hey, you know when we do this asset, we want to be in this fucking area. If it gets weird, we can make it back. <laughs> Nothing fucking happened. To this day, if I saw this fucking guy, this fucking street hippie, at his, at his fucking daughter's baptism, I'd slice his fucking throat. Good. In front of. Not so much for the money. But you ruined my fucking trip to San Francisco. I thought I was gonna be Jerry Garcia. I oh, thought, I, in the back of my mind, like, let's do this asset, fucking walk around and pretend we're fucking Jerry Garcia.
3: They stole experiences from you. That's fucking horrible.
1: You be, you know, I'll be Garcia, you be Kesey, we'll be acting, <laughs> be fucking great. <laughs>
3: This is the guy who's just randomly met in the street. There's some yeah, dude it's like hears. a
1: fucking idiot. Just some fucking street hippie with dirty fucking feet, no shoes. You know, fucking dreads. And we're like, yeah, this fucking dude looks like he, you know, he has got great acid, and we're like, so stupid, you know. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know if Osley still makes the acid out here. You know, this might be that Osley shit. Hey,
0: I'm thinking.
1: For it. And this motherfucker, I guess he had taken a goddamn magazine, cut it into fucking squares, oh. and. Went, fucking selling at the goddamn whatever the San Francisco version is bridge and tunnel. Stop treating me like a fucking tourist. You came up to me, motherfucker. I don't go around asking random people if they got acid. I thought opportunity fell into my lap. I'm not even fucking kidding you. I don't even know if I'd kill him. I might just blind this fucker. The torture? No, just a quick blinding. Oh, all right. So he spends the rest of his life going to fucking school saying, don't rip people off for acid. Look at me, I'm blind from it. Think schools will book them for that. Why wouldn't they? I think they love to the fucking book people who come in and tell kids not to have fun. They fucking love that shit. Uh, bueno, you're on the Manifest show.
7: Hey, boys, quick story. I'm from, from New York, and I go over to my friend's
5: house where they're doing, you know, bong hits off this mushroom bong, and he starts to tell this story about one day, you know, he's in Queens and he's getting ready to take the LIRR into the city. Notices some dude over there on the platform, which is empty. He's over there, token up. He's like, oh. We're partying tonight. Walks over to do, hey bro, what's up? The guy offers him to take a couple of hits. So they sit there, hitting off this, um weed, or what he thought was weed, waiting for the train. They finish. My friend thanks him. Hey man, thanks a lot. I'm gonna enjoy this train right in. You got any more of that weed? He goes, weed? This is crack. Holy
1: shit. How does fucking someone not know the taste of fucking crack going down there? fucking... But
5: but, but, but that's not even the funny part. Why would you tell that story? If I'm smoking crack, nobody's going to find out about
1: that shit. Well, I will share something here. And then again, never fucking do dope. I'm at some fucking show. If I told you the show, I'd be fucking embarrassed. Okay. It was that fucking... Yeah, it was like a little rock-slash-comedy show. Okay. The person later did Unmasked. Really? Although, yeah, okay. I don't remember it too well because I had appendicitis. So okay. we're at this little fucking place that used to be in Philly called The Bijou. We sit down. Now, I came with some fucking friends, and we saw other friends there. I look over. Just, we're fucking starting this fucking show out. I look over. My friend is fucking... his pulled out this fucking bag of fucking Coke that looks like seriously he could have retired on it. I mean Jesus it was like Christ. it was like the fucking it looked to me like it was the beginning of Easy Rider <laughs> and if he sold that fucking Coke we would spend the rest of the fucking movie riding around on motorcycles and eventually getting shot. Oh. So He's just fucking yeah, spooning it. it straight out. I'm not like a like a fucking animal. You know how you get in public. You don't want to fucking cut rails. You're just fucking cutting into it. Yeah. And you're like Do some bumps. Come on. So I go over. I fucking give him a tap on the shoulder, and I go, uh, you know, yeah. get to the fucking thing on yeah. the nose. Like you know, fucking take care of you. <laughs> so he's like, really? I go, yeah, really. The fuck is this? Now all of a sudden I'm debating it. Boom, boom, boom. I do quick, two quick, sit back. That fucking taste hits the back of my head, and I'm running that fucking PCP thing. Oh fucking Jesus Christ! Tech, fucking patty whack! Give your dog a bone. <laughs> you
3: got dosed with fucking PCP.
1: I dosed myself. I'm gonna be totally honest. <laughs> he goes, "Why?" No, he said the best line later. Because like later, I'm like, you're, "Cause you fucking you get that you know your your fucking body's paralyzed." I'm seeing literally a cartoon act. Oh Christ. Fucking four feet from me. <laughs> what kind of a fucking idiot wants to be at this show? Uh, And I'm like... So later, I'm like, can you fucking... He goes like this. Seriously, he goes, you know me all my life. You think I could afford that much cocaine? (laughs) I go, yeah, I just wanted it to be that. That's all. I just wanted that to be our lives. I wanted to fucking feel like I was a Brat Packer. giant bag of cocaine. That sucks. No, instead it was fucking... Oh, I can't even say the name. that I fucking I'll just call it Nazi dope and leave it at that. Okay. Well, use a you know, no one gets offended by that fucking word, do you? Um, mm-mm. Mark, Indiana, Yarmouth, Fez.
0: Hey, Rounder Fez, how you guys
1: doing?
0: Yeah. Got Ichiban for you. Um, looks
1: like. What do you got? Looks
0: like it looks like the Westboro Baptist Church says that God hated Elizabeth Edwards, and they're going to protest at her funeral on Saturday.
1: Um. Well, that's, that is true, though. Um, they were. This is the one thing that they were right about.
0: The yeah, one thing.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. It never came up why God hated Elizabeth Edwards so much. I think you know she said something years ago. But the Westboro uh, Baptist Church knows that is my church of choice. That's where I go when I need to be spiritually replenished, or as I like to say, washed in the in the blood of our Lord. I like to wash in His blood. Really, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would
6: get you very clean if you bathed in blood. And you mean the pure love of, of
1: Christ? Why meant actual blood? We drink his blood in the Catholic Church, Fez. And it is his actual blood. Chug it. As you drink it, it turns into the blood. Mm-hmm. Literally. You have it's to believe that or else, you know, you get hit. <laughs> they get really mad at you. You it's go away. It still tastes like... <laughs> Um, here's uh, Doug in Boston. You're on Is that Doug? Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, you're Doug. I wouldn't know if you're telling a lie I, or not. It's it cut out. I couldn't hear you. Okay, well, yeah, so I, I
7: uh, ran away from home when I was 17. I uh, went to visit a friend of mine down in New Orleans.
1: By the way, you didn't uh, run away from home in 17. You moved out.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I hooked up with this guy, and he says, Let's smoke some weed. And I'm like, all right. I smoke it, and... Uh, I'm like, can't, like, no weed I've ever smoked before. Turns out, I say, what the hell is this that we're smoking? He says, well, it's uh, mint leaf treated with jet fuel and embalming fluid.
1: Mm. Yeah, what well, you probably just smoked was angel dust, what some people used to think was embalming fluid.
7: Yeah, wow. Well, it it, uh, I tried to go uh, grocery shopping and uh, got a little lost.
1: Well, you know, you got to fucking, before you fucking do that knickknack, knack you got to fucking find a goddamn little cupboard for yourself to sit up with because oh, you ain't going to be moving around a lot. That's true. That's exactly what happened. Uh, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Alex, you're on the run Ron Fez show.
0: What's up, guys? Yeah. Um, about two and a half weeks
3: ago, I had to fly down to Georgia, and uh, I, I can't go without weed. And I, I hate walking up to random people and asking them. It always makes right me fucking
0: nervous. Like
3: a child. Yeah, and, and uh, you just feel retarded. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know the situation you're going to be in. So I have a quarter ounce of this shit called AK forty-seven, which is just holy crap it stinks now i go on google images
7: and look at what the tsa scanners look like and i notice it's just an outline of the body it doesn't really like if you have something in your waistband it's going to see it it removes your clothes but it doesn't see in you so i fucking uh i threw that baggie like way deep underneath my nut sack kind of in my butt crack and i go and they fucking pull me out do you want to be padded or do you want to go through the scan i'm like my
0: wife's looking at me like you fucking asshole I got to go to the scanner. So I went to the scanner. They made me make a touchdown signal. The thing scanned me, and they're like, all right, go ahead. Did, but didn't here's even, the thing. Didn't uh, even see it. Uh, now, I you
7: know,
1: know that no you're feeling confident there. now, but at the time you felt like you were in fucking Midnight oh, Express.
7: Was I, was, I was waiting for him to repel from the fucking ceiling. Yeah,
1: the, who wants to fucking live that way? Why do fucking adults have to live that way? Remember, the reason why you're going to the scanner is to not bring down a fucking airplane. You could have a fucking bail of dope. Shucking it all around a fucking airplane as hard as you could. You ain't even. That thing ain't even gonna shake. That's not the fucking problem. Stop fucking with people. Uh, by the way, and I don't want to make a big thing about it, but I understand that there's some inner office, Ron and Fez, memos suggestions. plans that i believe is between the people in this room and i found out that it appeared on WikiLeaks. so after the show today i will be talking to each and every one of you oh, because Jesus. i see you as a traitor a traitor and i think that you could be shut and now people all around the world know the inner workings of the rod of show and that's an embarrassment to us in the way we do business I didn't know it went that deep. Yeah, and I think I know who's behind uh, WikiLeaks, too. Who's that? Wiki, oh, that motherfucker. Now He's it makes down there perfect leaking sense. everything out. His name Plan- is Wiki. Ron, right, I'm planning uh, this wedding for Dave. What's, what do you think is Dave's kind of favorite flower? Now, when I fly him to Vegas, should there be a band waiting there? Boy, that Wiki really took care of us. The love he had. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, now he's down in D.C. by himself in a giant empty, fucking building.
1: Well, I don't know if it is anymore. I think they're a little busier. I'd like to go down and do something in D.C.
3: I never went down there. I'm, I'm curious to see how bad the neighborhood is.
1: You know what? Uh, this whole thing—if it's a bad neighborhood where you grew up, this is not a bad. Neighborhood. <laughs> All right. I, here's it. what they mean by b- bad neighborhood: there are black people, and the houses are connected. Oh, come on! It's the fucking suburbs. Well, I don't know if I'd call it the suburbs. Well, the, it know. is DC. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> City. And it's and it's vanilla suburbs. Oh, that's so big deal. Um, but no, the, I never had any fucking problem there.
3: Right, let's go party then. Fuck it.
1: Well, i going we got to fucking turn it into a party. I'm not going to start fucking dating the local girls. Hey, white boy? <laughs> what you doing uptown? Uh, Kevin, you're on the run a Fest show.
0: Hey, uh, I just got a story. I went to my brother's apartment one day. He had a bullet laying out and uh, just picked it up and smoked it. Me and my friend and started playing some Mario Kart 64. Just had the greatest time of my life to find out later that the, the weed was laced with opium. And that was just some of the best shit ever.
1: Yeah. I don't know why this is a shocking story. I mean, sometimes when you're stealing dope from your brother, it might be fucking really powerful. I don't know. Look, I don't want to sit around and do some kind of pro-dope show. I don't like it. I don't like drugs. They're bad for you. They make your life turn out like Pepper Hicks's. Oh, come on.
3: I feel good sometimes. Do you really? When I'm on the drugs.
1: Did you drink any of your giant shivus last night? I cracked it. Oh, did you really? Is it at the house? <laughs> no, no, it's still here. It's upstairs. You're too embarrassed to take that on a train, aren't you? <laughs> it's fucking heavy also.
3: <laughs> I've did. I I've been dragging people into the office and saying, hey, look at this giant bottle of liquor I got.
1: Who got to say it?
3: Liam. Do you bring
1: any, any of the whatever girls in?
3: Uh, I didn't see them yesterday, but when I do, I'll be like, Hey, hey Alexis, check this shit out, huh? You like that?
1: Mm. Well, she's always easy going. <laughs> I know. That's why I can't wait for this to happen. Why don't you put a bow on it and just give it to them and say, If you drink this whole thing, it's free. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Hicks is doing a great job of getting your prizes out to you. And when we see your funny tweets, one of those persons is going to get the mystery prize in uh January. Very exciting. Um Jason, you're on the Run of Fish show.
7: Yeah, I, I, I got a, a a joint from a black guy he gave it to me and I said Why be a
1: racist? It. Why just, can't you just, just come well, from another human?
7: Well yeah okay, it was another guy. It was another guy.
1: Okay.
7: And I smoked it and come to find out it's laced with PCP. We go over to this guy David Carradine's house. And we're supposed to, like, get some money yeah, out of his floor yeah. and everything. And then the guy wants me to shoot him. And it, it's just a big, big ordeal.
1: Uh, go back to that. That wasn't David Carradine. Everything would work perfectly. Oh. You had the wrong fucking actor. <laughs> so you came in here half-assed, not fucking prepared, oh. not ready to pull this off. Now, by the way, here is... Another reason they hate professional football. Uh, the New York Jets organization, who just lost a squeaker last week, 45-3. to 3. Uh, Their coach, Rex Ryan, pulls the whole team together, takes the game ball from that, digs a hole, puts it in the hole, and buries it back over.
3: Oh, God. Now,
1: to me, here's my problem. This is the type of thing that you would do if you were the coach of eight, nine years old. Maybe. I'll take it right up to middle school. But I think even that is too hack and hokey for, a, fucking, for a senior. I don't know
3: what he's, Rex Ryan's doing. He's lost his mind after this beating.
1: Well, he's saying we're not even going to discuss it. Yes. We're not going to discuss what went wrong. It just, it's buried. Much like a childhood rape, it's buried. <laughs> now, in the terms of that, I agree that there's nothing to talk about after that fucking loss. You can't fucking fix that. That's like saying you showed up, you weren't ready to play, you gave nothing, what are we going to do? Discuss it? (laughs) Let's watch some tape. You bury it, yes, but you don't take the time and the shovel and put it underground. It's retarded.
3: Rex Ryan's out of his fucking mind. He's nuts. And that that team's just going straight down the fucking shitter.
1: They're going to win this Who are they playing this week?
3: Um, Dolphins.
1: Yeah, bet on them. I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row after that. Everybody knows they fucked up. Yeah. But if you watch that game, uh, they they quit at 10 0. You know what I mean? Like, what oh, the yeah. final score was no longer matters. <laughs> because they're like, we're cold. No one here likes us. And it, I'm not fucking uh, playing anymore. They weren't I feeling just, it that day. Yeah, you're just not feeling it. Some days you just. Uh, don't have it.
6: I don't understand why Rex even brought a game ball back from New England. Why would you even want to keep one souvenir of that game?
1: It's a metaphor, Fez. It was just a football. Not the actual game ball. Just a metaphor. And there's the point. The fact that metaphors are lost on people, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, I think everyone have been, uh, been more felt like men if he would have just said, uh, Hey, that was shit. No sense of even talking about it. Let's get it out of our minds and just go back to playing the way we did two weeks ago. Move forward. (laughs) Uh, Andrew, you're on the Fish show.
0: Hey, Ronnie B. uh,
7: I live about a half mile away from the Jets training facility. I'll go there and dig the fucker up if you want me to.
1: It would be great. And then what we could do, take that ball, sell it to the Patriots, and they'd want to probably keep it somewhere inside like a little glass case. (laughs) And it would be the fucking funniest (laughs) ball ever. Uh, I'm sure it's worth some real fucking cash there, though. Um,
0: right. I'm gonna walk over there today and check it out. See if I can peace. get in.
1: Steve, you're it. on running fez.
0: Hey, buddies. this is. Uh, I'm talking about a story down at Times Square.
2: We went down there and looking for trees, and a black guy come up to us said he could help us out. And my buddy uh, walked down the sidewalk. He was smoking a little joint he pulled it out. And he said, wait here, I'll be right back. And he went and got a
7: paper bag from Burger King and gave it to us, and we walked off and ended up being a roll of uh,
0: napkins.
1: Well, if you're buying fucking dope in (laughs) Times Square, and it's not 1983, you fucked up. (laughs) Because you would be be bad. It's like making a fucking dope purchase on the Today Show set. Because there's cameras everywhere. And cops, there's a fucking precinct in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah, being watched. (laughs) Um, Jeff, you're on the Ron Fes show. Hey, uh, what coach buried the football? Uh, this was big old Rex Ryan. Well, I, I, I've heard of another
7: coach who did the same thing, and it wasn't a pee-wee football coach. It was Bill fucking Belichick, and the the New England Patriots did it.
1: Well, let's be honest about this, Jeff. Every one of those coaches is doing stuff Belichick did two years ago. <laughs> now <laughs> I know we're all supposed to fucking hate Belichick. Oh, he cheats. Oh, he's an asshole. Oh, he wears his fucking hair clips like a girl, whatever the (laughs) fuck that thing is. I get it. And yet, he is modern football today. You can't get around it. Yeah, he fucking dominates. It's awesome. He dominates, and then everyone who's ever met him gets a head coaching job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to fucking go. If I see this guy in a bar, I'm going to get my fucking picture taken next to Belichick, and then I'm going to send that out to every team. And I bet I get a head coaching offer.
3: At least defensive coordinator.
1: Then I don't want it. Oh, really? i got to run the whole fucking shebang. I can't have the defense going out and fucking up my game plan. I okay. work both sides of the ball. All right. And I call the plays okay. on offense and defense. Jesus Christ. he's constantly Christ. talking. <laughs> and then I want to be in everybody's uh, ears so I can go like this. Cut left. Cut left. Cut left. All at the same time? Turn the burners on! Block, 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 block! I'm going to be talking to every single one of them at the same time. I would want it to just uh, do tackle, tackle, tackle! Jesus. All right, get up and just start doing jumping jacks. I'm so fucking mad at you. Just That's it. Grab your dick in the middle of the field because I'm fucking furious with you right now. Wave to your mom. Your mom's waving. Wave to your mom. I would feel like that if I was a quarterback. Like At one point, quarterbacks were like, He's smart. He's a field general. Now a good quarterback is—you told he's done what he's told.
3: Yeah, there's someone in his fucking ear. The offensive coordinator just fucking telling him, you know, fucking throw whatever plays or look at the goddamn armband on your arm.
1: All right, here's the fucking point here today. Uh, somebody writes this to us, Fez, on two or two friends. How long has Fez been doing radio? Why can't he monitor his levels? Uh, he's coming in super loud when he talks today. I don't think. We're all hearing the show from the same point of view. And Fez gets accused of that no matter what mic he's on. You're not even on the your regular mic today.
6: Right, yeah, I'm on one of the other ones, and apparently I'm still blaring.
1: You're on a uh, resting Fez mic.
6: And apparently it's not at a resting volume to some people.
1: Hmm. Um, Lee, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, Ron.
0: Got a uh, recommendation for a prize for your two-for-friend two uh, contest about the happiest picture. Yeah. Uh, this weekend at, at uh, Fez's party, everybody take a Ron and Fez autographed picture, everybody holding up the Hulk, uh all saying, you know, trying to out-happy the happiest person contest. But an autograph signed picture at Fez's party would be a great idea.
1: Uh, by Fez's party, if you mean Mikey Boy's party, it looks like that's where we're going. Tribeca. Um... Mikey Boy has offered, and there's no reason that we don't accept. No, not at all. And now that you've got the food getting there hours before everyone else, I've got to tell you the truth, I'm somewhat nervous about this.
6: Everything is going to be fine. This is going to be a great party. Yes, have I thrown parties in the past? Not a lot. Not many. But this one, this is a good opportunity for me. This is
1: a new angle. Uh, it's strong, confident, Fez Watley. No one needs to worry. Yeah. I love it. Um, Thought we were going with the other angle. This one, though, makes the rest of us feel good. All right. Call Mikey Boy. Tell him he's out. Um, Not only are we not going to the party for his house, but he's no longer invited to Fez's house. Wow. Because I don't like the backstabbing. And I feel like he needs to be made an example of. All
3: right. I'll send that out.
1: Uh, And then uh, Rustin also is out. For the ugly remarks he made about New York City. All right, eight six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. Uh, you're my fez.
0: Hey, Ronnie, guaranteed score all the time.
7: Find an MLK Boulevard, guaranteed you're all set anywhere in the country.
1: Here's the problem, though. Now, since Harvey Milk, some of those places are Milk Boulevard. You go up to the guy, hey, can I get a piece? He sticks his nuts in your fucking.
3: face. Oh shit.
1: Every town there should be it's ruined a Harvey Milk Boulevard so people know. Um, 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez Uh, Seth, you're on a fish show, Seth. We got you, buddy.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. Your voice uh cut out. Hey, uh, I just uh retired out of the military and I just wanted to tell you. I've been uh, smoking pot after 21 and a half years of no smoking pot, and this is the best I've ever felt.
1: Well, first of all, you feel it be- should be the best you ever felt for just being out of the military.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. But
1: this I want to just point something out to people. You've got to be careful now, dude, because you thought all these years, oh, uh, you know, I'm straight. No, you've never been straight. You've been in the fucking military. Yeah, You I need mean, to be told what to do all the time. Your next job should be prison guard.
7: Oh, hell no. That's the only place people want to break into jail. I'll
1: yeah, but you see, the thing here is, you don't have, you don't understand freedom. And your freedom is going to end up killing you. Why is that? Because you had to be told for 21 years what the fuck to do. Now that you're no, at, no, you're smoking no, weed, you don't shooting yeah, dope, drinking up. booze fucking guys one after the other fucking... all this shit that the military wouldn't let you do i'm gonna tell you right now ex you're a fan of the star wars right sure yeah i like star wars some of the scenes that they cut out is when those stormtroopers had some time off they yeah. would be yeah they'd get all fucked up they had none of the discipline that they normally wow had. they would get in they'd have a little fucking money in their pocket <laughs> By the way, why didn't you just say George Lucas for that fucking scene? Why sorry. did you wait? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they would get fucking shit. Now, when they were there under Vader's rule, they did everything they saw. They weren't good fighters, but they would run into a goddamn firestorm and lose. They fucking listened to the orders. Fucking- yeah, they did what they were told, just like any good soldier. But the second they get to make their own decisions. They become bad decisions. Just doing
3: fucking space booze or whatever.
1: Now, a person like Hicks, who's never been involved in any program... No. ...has never had a set of rules... uh uh-uh. ...he understands how to act like in the real world. I'm going to explain to you the only thing that you could compare Hicks to. Uh, have you ever blown up a balloon? You're blowing it as big as you can get. And right before it pops, it's just actually thin... You'll seal off the bottom with your thumb and forefinger mm-hmm. when you let go of that and it starts to whip around the room. That's fucking Hicks's life. <laughs> that's the way he lives his life. That's the discipline he brings to himself. Oh, yeah. Don't we know what's happening next? You know what I want to do? I want to open up a little metaphor shop where people can come in and They go, well, here's my life. and I can give them a metaphor okay. that they can take with it. Um. Here's uh, Joe, you Fez.
7: Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. I want to know, you're uh, going to be, two things, you're going to be serving tasty cakes at the party, and will Hicks be uh, heading out on the outside to do one-hit bowls?
1: Well, first of all, Fez said that we can uh, smoke inside. Yeah, it
3: will be happening.
1: Uh, he's buying cigar and weed, depending on what the person wants, which well, is exciting.
3: <clears throat> well, to we need some cash then, Fez, to pick up this weed.
1: But I think Kathleen's bringing it up from her guy in Philly. Oh, shit. And there's another thing. I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but speaking of balloons, her and Bri-Bri sell them at fucking fish shows.
3: Oh, shit. Is there going to be a tank at the party? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh man.
1: We're going to call this Fez Watley's Tanks for the Memories. <laughs> Fezzy? Mm-hmm. Tasty Cakes.
6: We will have Tasty Cakes. What kind? Um, Maybe uh, an assortment. I'm not sure yet.
1: I, see, that's the problem. When I hear maybe... And I'm not sure. It comes down to every detail of the fucking party. I want you to look up at something. You know how we keep a giant calendar here? Oh, sure. What's that day that we're at today? I right, Today
6: we're at December 9th, and it's Thursday.
1: And what's that day?
6: That's December 12th, and it's Sunday. Oh. And that's how many
1: days? Three days away. And you think three days away, I want to hear... Maybe an assortment. Why waste your time assorting when there's specific flavors that are great? For all I know, you're going to show up with those fucking tasty cake pies, mm. which, quite frankly, I despise. No thanks. Um, people call Mikey Boy back okay. and say it might be going back to you at the very least you're reinvited back to Fez's party. Alright. Uh let him know Hicks jumped to fucking conclusions and got carried away. Alright, I'll uh I'll shoot that email over.
3: Well, there is gonna be a keg of rolling rock there. There you go, that's the difference. Rolling Rock. That's PA, right? Whatever, I can go any direction. I can change the order up. Why don't you go
1: fucking Genesee Cream and really fucking PA? Oh order. shit. <laughs> That would be twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Some cheap ass beer. For a keg. <laughs> then fucking keep it at the bottom of Brandywine Wayne Creek, and then you gotta fucking dive in every time you want to get a drink. Because we're partying today in the valley. Beaver Valley. <laughs> what are the apps, Fez?
6: Well, the apps are gonna be assorted snacks and my bean debt.
1: Stop saying assorted. Assorted means shit. It means a fucking potpourri of dog shit. You're three days out. You need specifics. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know whether you're talking about fucking peanuts or wing nuts when you say it's sorted. This is supposed to be your day. It's your coming out party. Literally. And you haven't put the fucking least amount of focus into this. You're focusing on this party like it's the Ron and Fez show. Fuck that. This party is important. You can't fucking... If you treat this fucking party like you treat this show, we will have a baddest time as the listeners. I can't live like the listeners. I have to have a pure 100%. Do you understand that I'm in the playoffs this week? And I'm playing perhaps the scariest team out there? Kathleen from the Bronx?
3: Some serious shit. You know how she
1: fucking plays... Smash mouth fantasy football. There's no stopping her. She's relentless. 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to find a fucking defense at a tight end. I don't have shit. And if I find out any of you fucking shit game guys that are playing for 7th grade hey. seventh place have jumped and gotten a fucking tight end before me, I'll fucking kill you in the street. You guys don't go to the fucking waiver list now. No one goes to the waiver list. Except for the final four.
3: But I got to beat Mikey Boy, though. I don't give a shit about you and Mikey (laughs) Boy.
1: I want to be first runner-up loser. I can't believe people are grabbing people off the waiver line. That's for the fucking playoff people. I just don't want to let go. Playing Kathleen from the Bronx is like playing pure intimidation. She plays an old-school-style fantasy football. I got a 60-minute game i got to be on point every fucking time. You think I want to hear the thing, assorted snacks? That isn't a fucking word, Fez. That is lethargy.
6: After I got knocked out of the playoffs by losing to Earl, I buried my computer.
1: That's a great joke, and I'm glad to see you coming in and sniping one. I love it. But I would much rather you say this. Ron, fantastic. The party's going. Here's the detailed list. That's sheet? what I want your new sniping jokes to be. A detailed list of how perfect this party is. Now, we all going to have tiny masks on or not?
6: No, I wasn't going to go with tiny masks. We all know each other.
1: That's why we wear fucking masks. Yeah. Where do you wear masks when people don't know you? That would be fucking insane. We need those little masks on the end of a stick. What's that, guy looking at? that guy's looking for fucking trouble. That's right. Walk that like down the fucking fuck hall, money men. Come on to go all right so many of them are what I, I didn't even see them do anything to us why did you take such a fucking problem uh, some guy could not looking back at us yes because he's a fucking shareholder all right his life is you know he's like what is that he was one of those guys ain't even talking what the fuck are we paying for oh no. <sighs> uh jude you're on my face.
6: Yeah, I need to tell Fezzi what kind of Tasty Cakes he needs to bring. You need peanut butter candy cakes, you need fudge bars, and you need butterscotch uh, uh, crimpets. Okay, those are the three staples of Tasty Cakes. All right, that'll be done. I'll add that to the list.
1: Why? He's a fucking stranger! Why are you taking his fucking thing? Why is he thinking for you? Oh, my God. Who is that guy? Well, I don't know. How He's, is he picking the menu? He
6: seemed to know a lot about Tasty Cakes. Not he not knows more than
1: you. He has interest. You keep using the word assorted and variety. That bean dip's going in the fucking East River. I'm chucking it in the East River. That bean dip takes a a lo- uh, long time to make. It's just a dip. Well, I hand chop everything. Well, how come the last time we had it? The first time I had it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Second time there was a kerosene taste. Yeah. Which I felt like the Commodore and somebody had arsenic up my fucking food. My black maid had gone out of her way to try to kill me with arsenic.
3: You're going to need a taster from now on. At least for that bean dip.
1: You know, twice I've fallen asleep on the fucking end of that thing. I've never made it to the end of this season's Boardwalk Empire, which I'm now calling Boardwalk and Baseball. and hoping that someone in Lakeland laughs every time I say it. i got to pick up some Lakeland listeners. Look, buddy, we're going to have the party at Mikey Boy's, but here's the thing. You're getting a call. You're going to be able to hear the enjoyment. Tell Mikey Boy we apologize. We jumped to our fucking conclusions. I guess we're going to need Are you even on the fucking phone with Kathleen about this?
6: We've been emailing back and forth. Oh.
1: Why is the word assorted still being used? If you were running the White House dinner, do you think you'd be able to say, oh, it's going to be a of things. No, you got a fucking menu printed out, ready to go. Um, Steve, you're on the run of show.
0: Hey, Fezzy, you need to send somebody over to Chicago to get some whole bunch of Ron Pennington cupcakes. Then you need to send somebody to Cuba to get at least a couple cases of good cigars. Oh,
3: boy. Maybe if the Mollies in New York would open finally.
1: I don't even want to get into that. sorry. I apologize. I don't don't understand what the hell's going on with the Mollies in New York. If I'm going to be totally honest here. Please. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand why they can't get it up and running.
3: I was sorry to put a fridge in there. I don't know. A blender, I guess. And some sort of counter to sell things out. See, this is it. You think cupcakes
1: come from a fridge and a blender. Well, I don't know how to bake... No, that's oh, I guess an disgusting. oven no, an oven. There you go. Who's <laughs> <I'm> thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh thanks for this cupcake, but it sure seems like a margarita. A frozen <laughs> fucking packery. <taquiri. laughs> Holy shit. Um Hey bartender, Pierre, you're in my first.
0: Hey, boys, how's it going? Hey, Pepper, I think you need to rethink that uh, keg of beer. Uh, Rolling Rock was bought by Anheuser Bush a few years ago, and it's made in uh, Dave's, Eastside Dave's home
7: state in New Jersey. So, well, let's you need get to go something
1: be- straight. Eastside Dave McDonald is from California. Yeah. There, Dorn. I've said it.
0: We need some Yingling instead. I think that's a better choice.
1: Where are we, from fucking Pittsburgh?
0: <laughs> no, that's Iron City, man.
1: Where's the Yingling? it's the middle of the state?
3: Yeah, I think
6: so.
1: Why does he fucking hang up?
6: A little bit later, we'll be playing Search, Search, Hurry, Up and Search. Make sure you're following at 202 Friends. Fantastic prize again on the line today. Seasons one and two of Mr. Show, and it's signed by David Cross. England's in Pottsville. Well, we
1: ought to Pottsville this party up. Got any coal?
3: You can guess some, I guess.
1: Danny, you're on the Run of Fez show.
3: Hey, Fancy, does Kathleen
7: know when she sends those hoagies up, do not get them top, Get them dry, because you're going to have oily, wet hoagies driving 90 miles up there. They're
1: going to be disgusting. How, how are you prepping the hoagies?
6: Uh, I, I was leaving that to Kathleen.
1: Why? Whose party is it?
6: Well, it's I'm hosting the party.
1: Do you understand that the party's built around the hoagie? Oh, God. Do you understand a travel hoagie and what you have to go through there? No, I don't. Dude. Who are the interns today? We have... Rustin and not Rustin. Do me a favor. Okay. Send me Draft House. You mean the kid? Yeah, I need the Draft House kid. Where's the, where's the draft house kid? He's urinating. Does he understand we piss during fucking breaks? That's what I try to tell him. Do you know because of the thing, we don't have no one in fucking charge in the back of the house anymore because of the fucking problems we've ran into. And we can just run off and fucking piss during the show. Ron sees something. You know something? Let Ron carry it. No. Ron, when you're done carrying the couch and the piano, could you give me a hand with this end table and nightlight? Um, Chris, you're on the run of Fez show.
5: Yeah, I wanted to ask Fezzy, uh, do you ever get tired of hearing people give you advice all the time and telling you what to do, telling you what to order to your party?
1: No, he appreciates it. He loves it. He always likes to say, I appreciate it. You know, I don't know how long it's been that the fucking... Draft House Kid has been in my doghouse. And now when I call him in to ask for something, to try to get some fucking help out of him, he is not even here. I think he will be down for the help, though. Once no, he... dude. I'm not going to fucking ask anybody twice. Okay. I fucking said, send him in. He's off pissing. No, fuck it. This was that opportunity to get out of my fucking doghouse, to come in and do some fucking value for the uh, show. Fuck it. Um, Brett, Rochester, you're in my face.
2: Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I know for beer, uh, from what I understand, I used to work at, uh, distri- uh, not distribution, but... Uh, bottle return place, and a lot of people that came in would bring in uh, Lion's Head beer, and apparently that's really, really big for uh, Pennsylvania beers. And well, hey, look, If, you get I, get the if
1: kids... I'm dropping off glass bottles, I'll ask you your fucking advice, but until that point, you know, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. It's just that this party fell into a fucking nightmarish thing, and now the Rustin thing it just fucking got to me a little bit. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fish show.
0: It sounds to me like Fez thinks he can just shit out a party like a little self-contained comedy bit.
1: You know, there is this thing of, and again, I'm not running fucking Fez down from this, but shit rolls downhill. You know what I mean? And if you accept this thing of nothing fucking matters, let's shit on it, let's piss on it, and then fucking put it out there on the counter, that is how we fucking live now. No. No. I don't wanna live like that. I don't want Do shin pissed everywhere. Let me tell you something. Let me carry these fucking this piano up this five steps. Then I'll come down and help you with the fucking end table. No. I got Uh, right. we're gonna break here. Uh when we get back and this is gonna be exciting, I'm gonna blindfold myself. I'm gonna put Hicks on this target. I spin the wheel and then I get turned around three times and then I throw the knives and I don't think I'm gonna hit you. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'm down to see what happens.
1: Dude, you don't have to worry. My hearing is fucking amazing. All right. And I can hear you spin. And really? Do me a favor. If I do hit you, scream loud and keep screaming so I know exactly where you are. Okay. All right, let me just Shut try up. it right now with a pen.
0: All right. Oh!
3: All right, see,
1: so where did it hit you at? Shoulder. Okay, you can't die from your shoulder stab. I guess. We're going to take a break here. When we get back, you got something driving you crazy.
3: Yeah, there's just some website that I found. It might not be real, but I think, I'm pretty positive it is, but it guess? blew my fucking mind. WikiLeaks? No, it's not WikiLeaks. It's something completely different and not there. Is it disgusting? It's not disgusting. It's just infuriating, reading through it.
1: Wow, I am intrigued. Fezzi. Uh, I need you to look up. What do you got today?
6: Um, uh, well, there is a story I was very interested
1: in. What is it?
6: It, uh, it's the uh, publicist who was killed out in Hollywood. There's been a break in the case. Oh,
1: I know. You told us you were obsessed with that for a while.
6: Absolutely. I've been reading everything about this case, and now we have a suspect. Mm.
1: All right. We have it. So if you actually made the collar, did you? You made the arrest?
6: I feel like as much as I've read on this, mm. I, I've been in on the investigation.
1: Mm. All right. So uh, Hicks yes. has seen a website. That has a med and Fez has solved the crime. <laughs> if you could turn away from this uh, show, ladies and gentlemen, you're fucking insane. Because both these guys have stepped up to the fucking uh, point and they're getting things done. Trying. Right back with these mind blowing stories. Mind blowing. After the jump, RNF show.
0: Ron and Fez,
4: the virus on Sirius XM.
1: Let's have a radio war against ONA. I'll put you up against any fucking son of anybody on their show. ONA have rude staff. The producers are always rude to you guys and act like they're above you. And today, like Popeye, you had all these good stands and you can't stand us, no matter what's happening with Cream Pie.
7: Cream Pie Jones is some fucking new intern. Game on!
5: Game on.
7: Cream Pie Jones versus Eastside Dave.
5: I, I, definitely. Game on! That's right!
3: <laughs> you want this, creeper? You going to get it,
0: baby? I'm fucking 190 pounds of twisted Irish steel! Radio, Radio Wars! says
6: has requested at Seaside Dave of Ronin
2: Fest versus Green Pie Jones of and, and A of the Mayonnaise Hat and the Troubled DNA. Radio, Radio Wars.
7: Wars! I see Dave pick up a stewy shit. Game on! Radio
1: War! Are you ready to look at your dream maker? Say you're ready! Radio War! My boy, he said shit in that hole. Radio dive in! I shit and I shut. I shut you Radio down my shit. Shit and shut. Radio,
3: Radio War!
7: I'm panicking here, I know.
6: If Pat takes a shit.
3: Radio War! And he eats it. Fuck. That would put him fuck. Ahead. I hate well in half.
7: I'm a man who fucked jelly and put a bagel in my rear. <laughs>
3: we put shit on our, our Jared's head yesterday. That took hot sauce in the asshole. Oh. He picked up a load of shit that Jimmy sprayed out of his ass that looked like Dinty Morse beef stew. And picked it up with his hands. Game on!
7: That's right! Radio Wars. Wars has
6: requested it Seaside Dave of Ronin Fes versus
2: Green Pie Jones of Vau of the Mana's Hat and the Troubled DNA.
0: Radio Wars! Wars. fucking sitting my pants as we speak! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, damn. Fuck. Fuck. fuck! 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 Dude!
1: Shut. Ah, better times, better times. One day would be throwing his shit and drinking his piss, and sometimes drinking his shit and throwing his piss. Yeah, you you said you were just a uh, intern in those days,
3: just a couple months with all that a couple intern, a couple months as an intern, and I watched all that crazy fucking madness go down. One day, it was just how tw- was it through your eyes? Um, it was a surreal, like insane, because I'm it's at the old studio for the Seventh Street. Before they really built it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the fucking phone screener. F- screen phone calls. I look to my left. And I see Dave with no pants on. With a plate of shit and piss. Pouring it into his mouth. And I was. Like, you know, I can't believe this. And smelling the shit. And just this. You know, wafting into my face.
1: You know. You tell a story like a young F. Scott Fitzgerald. I honestly felt like I was sitting in Egg Harbor. As this was happening. Thank you i'm trying it's amazing through your eyes you know i guess because you're so quiet not everybody you know knows how much that you take in but um stunning stunning uh by the way uh of course sleeves has his new album out and i think the llama who let's face it i've i've come to just depend upon as the rest of my life has been falling apart and i get vague answers and Normally, just backhands from Hicks. No, no, the no. East Side Llama pointed this out that if you order this directly from Sleeves, he'll give you a signed copy. Wow. That's wonderful. I thought it was downloadable, only I don't know how it works. You're a generation of piss drinkers and <laughs> shit stompers.
6: If you want to order it directly from Sleeves, you go to radioghost.com. Who said that?
1: That's me, Fez. Fez, you're alive? Are you out there somewhere, Fez? Sometimes I feel like Poltergeist, where I feel like I felt him move through me. <laughs> um, Hicks, I'm going to pick you first, because I feel like Fez is going to get his story together, and I know he's cared about it a lot. And yours intrigues me, because I don't even know what you're talking about.
3: Okay. Um,
1: I was on the internet
3: a couple of days ago, and I found this website called uh, Fratting... Oh, no, I, I first I found this blog about sororities. And girls called... They call, I guess girls in sororities call themselves sororistutes. sororstitutes. I guess that's their fun way of saying they're sluts, but, you know, they're in sororities. And they started having all this weird lingo that I had no clue what the fuck they were talking about. And that led me to this website called frattinghard.net. And apparently it's like a etiquette place for frats and frat boys, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind as to how these, these guys live their lives and how they see themselves, and it, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just all, I guess, I'm, I'm assuming from reading through it, it's rich kids and guys just obsessed with Greek life, and it just fucking blew my mind. They just have all these fucked up lingo, they call people GDIs, goddamn independents, like looking down on people who aren't fucking frat boys, and it, it's just totally
1: insane. Yeah, um... I have never, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are into this. Um, I never understood why. So what? tell me about the, the sluts. What do they have to do? Oh, they're
3: just saying about how, you know, how you sh- it outfits for after they're fucking getting banged, going and just trying to, trying to, oh, it, it just basically, it's like a guy to get a fucking sugar daddy. And they call them frat daddies. It's like, oh, I'm a geni- I'm a junior now, but I got a law student I'm, the, I'm dating that I'm sure he'll take care of me soon enough. It, it was just infuriating this to read this shit and to see that it's, it's real and these women are fucking serious. That's how they value their lives. It's just I'm gonna bang some fucking guy and get taken care of.
1: Why would anyone masturbate to the bad fucking guys in the Animal House movie? <laughs> okay, I don't understand the entire frat culture and this whole thing of we're the normal ones. We don't wear our hair crazy. We don't, and, and you're as obnoxious as it can be. There is a. Is it Miller who does this? I don't want to give it to the wrong thing, but it seems to be like these out of school frat guys who they order the right kind of beer. And then whoever is the weirdo outsider, <laughs> Reed eyes. Gay, um, who's wearing, you know, a strange bathing suit or his sunglasses, <laughs> suddenly like. Try to get another beer next time, man. You're not normal. Um, I'm not sure what fucking commercial it is, but it makes me fucking sick. Is it high life? Yeah, I think it's High Life. It might be High Life, which, let's face it, was a black beer before it was anything.
3: And now it's the hipster beer of choice next to PBR.
1: Um, all right, Fez, so we know now Hicks doesn't like frat guys. Well, it's just
3: there's a website culture around it. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me.
1: It shouldn't. It shouldn't. You're a second-tier hipster from fucking the story. Second-tier
3: hipster, come on. Well, you uh, don't live in Williamsburg. No, I don't. It's expensive <laughs> Where are you, over Greenpoint? there. Nope, too expensive. I live right across the river from Greenpoint. Can you walk to it? Yeah, I can walk to it. I could walk over that bridge to Greenpoint, yeah.
1: What is that little bridge?
3: The Pulaski Bridge. Oh, yeah, I've been over that fucking bridge. <laughs> it's a tiny bridge. I can't yeah. even
1: believe it has a name.
3: doesn't make any sense.
1: So you go walk
3: it. Yeah, I could watch like 20, my half hour from my house to fucking Greenpoint. I'm going
1: to come over and hang out with you in Long Island City one day.
3: Hell yeah, let's fucking
1: do it. Let's, I know what that means. Let's Bring fu- money, fucking help you cop. I get the whole thing. <laughs> All right, uh, Hicks doesn't like frat boys. You got every reason to hate him. Uh, Fez Watley, you feel like you broke a case.
6: Yeah, this is the case of the murdered Hollywood publicist, Ronnie Chasen is her name. Murdered a few weeks ago. She was driving home um, from the premiere of Burlesque, shot five times in their
1: car. Here's the saddest thing. The night she dies, she sees the worst fucking movie she could (laughs) possibly ever see.
6: Last film of her life. So there was all these theories, and they were talking about how accurate the shots were. How there was such a direct kill center that it had, she had to have been targeted. And it happened in Beverly Hills across from Buddy Hackett's house. And Buddy Hackett's dead. The, well, his old house. So I think it's still in the Hackett family. But apparently. There was this drifter ex-con who was bragging about doing this murder, that he was going to get $10,000 for it. Police went over to question him. He killed himself, shot himself in the head. It turns... uh, And they dismissed him. They thought it was just crazy talk from a crazy man. Turns out, yes, he is the actual killer.
1: Right. Case
6: solved. So I just... I'm baffled by this. I'm actually... It's. I was not expecting crazy ex-con Drifter, who shot her apparently from a bicycle, to be the killer in this Hollywood mystery. I was thinking, uh, at the top of my list, maybe rival PR firm trying to get her out of the business. Or maybe disgruntled former client whose, whose career might be on the slide, and we would end up having another big Hollywood trial. You sound disappointed. I was really expecting a, a, a movie of the week type thing out of this. A you know, made-for-TV movie.
1: You know this is about a real person, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. This is reality, and I hate to let you down here, but it was this random act of fucking violence that could happen to anyone, anywhere. You know, it's it's kind of sad because it kind of gives, you know, around the, the country will give Los Angeles this bad vibe, but... These things also happen in Iowa and fucking just that thing in Florida at the little Disney, you know, just sometimes violence breaks out in the world and you can't fucking pinpoint why.
3: It kind of makes sense since the woman didn't have any enemies, really. I mean, when she first got killed, like, who could have done this? And it was a random person. So it seems like the fucking... Which should, I guess, you know, the only thing that could have happened. Well, a, you know, these things psycho.
1: always happen with fucking serial killers where people let on that they're dealing with fucking Hannibal Lecter. And it always ends up just being a weird drifter or the odd <laughs> guy. You know, the weird thing of that guy that lives at the end that the kids are kind of creepy, yeah, it's him. It's always him, you know? Then you go, well, you can't jump to conclude. It's fucking him. Come on. We, we it. know it from the beginning. <laughs> we always knew this was coming. And this was obviously the strange guy in his... Never, and, and the thing is, mental problems, right? right I mean, yeah. much like the John Lennon thing, when and it was thirty years ago, and after John Lennon was killed, people were like, "Is it the State Department? Because they tried to get him out of the country before." Is it this that have to do with Yoko and money? It's just a nut. Like, there's somehow when we get into trying to. We we want to make sense out of things, you know what I mean? And the reality of it is, it's sometimes it's just crazy people in bad uh, circumstances. It's not a conspiracy, you know. And I think that's like why we want to believe in conspiracy because it it will make more sense to us, you know. We want to believe that the towers had some kind of other fucking meaning because the actual meaning of guys getting on a plane because of their religion and whatever this fucking slap they felt that they've got from the United States and doing it is less understandable than somehow Bush is tied in with banking yeah. and this with movement. You know, at some point your your mind starts to do that, you know. Um but sometimes it's just crazy people. And generally you know, it's what cops know. When you talk to cops, they will tell you this crime took place, you know, particularly a murder. And they're always pretty assured that it's going to be solved because those people are not right. Yeah. They're just <laughs> stupid people doing stupid shit. And the cops know, hey, don't get emotional about it. Stay calm. Follow that simplest fucking thing and it normally turns out that way. It's never brilliance involved doing this. Um, but this is a real person. And what happens with the papers? It becomes entertainment. And that's why it got disappointing for you, because you forgot that this was real life. You want it to somehow be part of your entertainment. In a way, it's kind of like violence porn. You know, when you start to, oh, why did this girl disappear? Was it this? Probably the last guy she was at with the bar. Something fucking <laughs> yeah. went wrong when they wouldn't have sex. It happens time and time again. 866, um, run Zero Fez. 866, run Zero Fez. Getting back, uh, I brought up John Lennon 30 years and after the Unmasked last night with Mark Maron, who, by the way, I can't wait till you guys hear this because uh, funny, interesting, thought provoking. And, uh, and check out his podcast, uh, WTF, I think. Is it WTF.com? WTFpod.com. Okay, thanks. I never have any of that stuff in front of me. Right. Um, but so I forgot, as I went up there last night, packed with people. I mean, just tons and tons of people. And I forget the zero year and the five years bring out TV. So, I get out there, and I'm not making this up. 14 different networks. Jesus Christ. Local and national had sent trucks there, and blonde mannequins to (laughs) be standing out, doing the worst kind of... I'll throw it at reporting, because I don't have another word for it, but there was, like, constant stuff like this. This is one strawberry field... That stays sweet 30 years after its gardener passed away. Oh man. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This time it's a day in the life of mourners missing John Lennon. Back to you. So I got in this thing of just smoking a cigar and watching. Just how help me if you can <laughs> I'm at the memorial service for John Lennon. It was the nuttiest shit ever that is
3: fucking hysterical and sad.
1: He's got a ticket to ride to heaven. what some of this stuff you're just uh but it's and you know these people the only reason why they're there. Is because there's a zero. I don't know what... Again, it goes back to that weird order. Of even numbers. Why do we have uh, this? Imagine there's 50,000 people mourning 30 years after the death. Whatever gets you through the night is singing John Lennon songs in Strawberry Field. And just... You know, you're thinking to yourself, you all need to be there. You all need lights. You all mm. need to put that fucking uh, little disc up in the air. It's making a fucking
3: spectacle.
1: Yeah, it seems like Memorial. somehow you could all pull this together. <laughs> yeah, and it's just people, you know, fucking singing. and It's a kind of amazing thing when you think about it. 30 years after a person dies and it's... Uh, just as
3: big as ever, I mean,
1: yeah it's it's you know beloved i mean the the man is uh, beloved, and um you know since Kathleen from the Bronx was going be there, I was just I put my thing up in the air and like an empower to the people thing nice I held on to my virgin Mary thing that she made for me, beautiful, um, but what else am I gonna do um Anyway, 866 six, Run Zero Fez. 866 six, Run Zero Fez. Uh, we are here um, for you today. Because um, really, what am I going to say? I don't know if his coffin was made out of Norwegian wood, but it's a revolution <laughs> of song. Um, Alex, you're on the Run Fez show. Alex, go ahead. Oh, boy. hey Rob. Yeah. Sorry,
0: bud. cut out.
2: Yeah,
0: I, um, I live in Philadelphia, but I grew up in uh, I grew up in 72nd Columbus, right down the street from Strawberry Field, and it's such a beautiful place. Um, I have two experiences there. One,
7: my friends dumping a trash can on a homeless man and kicking the shit out of him, and the other, me getting uh, blackjacked in the face with a friction stick and all my belongings taken and left in the park. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place.
1: Um, what year was that? No. It was made up story. Thank you, uh, Larry, Minnesota. Herman Fez.
0: Hey, Ronnie. How long before you think you will know, start worshipping John Lennon like a like a god and start making church and just turn it all into a religion?
1: Well, I'd like to say he's bigger than Jesus, um, but anyway, I went around constantly trying to tell people I was there that night and see if I couldn't get on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no one bit. No, I really wanted them to. The fuck! It looks like they've decided to come together. (laughs) Um, insane amount of people, though. Insane amount of people. I don't understand the news people. Like, do they? They know they're not doing news, right? I guess
3: it's just like, oh, hey, we can fill time now with this. We don't have to do real news. We can just, we have this story that everyone's going to want to hear about. So let's just go over there and give them what people might want or something that's, you know. Not, no, There's no research going into this. There's, mm-hmm. there's no, like, real work. It's like, let's show up and fucking interview some people. Like We know where they're going to be. We know why they're there.
1: Oh, you ever Bam. do this? You ever watch, like, TV and they're going, let's go out on the street and see what these local people feel about this weather. <laughs> Oh, it's really cold, huh? Can't deal with this snow. I decided to wear my gloves today. (laughs) I'm old. I don't have heat. I'm a crazy old man doing crazy shit. (laughs) Well, they all shine on in front of the Dakota building. I don't know whether they give peace a chance, but they are giving morning a chance. Back to you, Bob.
3: <laughs> They're always going back to some. Oh, yeah. Back to the studio. And it's always that weird tape delay, the delay live feed.
1: I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. Mourners. Coming up next. This long after Thanksgiving, some people decide to have some cold turkey. It's just, and I don't know why, I mean, I guess if we all had the money, we'd be like Elvis and we'd just shoot the shit out of our fucking TVs. Oh,
3: that'd be awesome. Holy shit. That'd be great. Instead of a room full
1: of fucking bullet riddled
3: televisions.
1: And just, just cake to makeup. Just fucking yeah. with those blonde helmet fucking heads.
3: Fox News is the worst. I mean, they
1: all do it, but I think I
3: feel like Fox News is the worst, where they're just slutting up they, everyone they possibly can on their fucking.
1: We're shit. starting over. Morning, John Lennon, thirty years after the fact. Uh, Frank, you're on the NFL show. Yeah, don't know. Uh,
7: who has a bigger following,
0: Elvis or John Lennon?
1: Um, there's only one king, my friend. No, the four Beatles were bigger. They were bigger than Elvis, but one single person. You gotta go to the king. It was all about the king. Oh, you never liked, right? Elvis?
3: Yeah. No, no, I, I never really got into Elvis. No, but I do want to watch all these fucking old movies. They sound
1: amazing. Watch Clambake right away. They're baking clams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> better get some clams tonight, man. We're gonna have a clam bake.
3: <laughs> then he sings a song about it.
1: Yeah. The Onion did this thing um, the other day, Red, saying that the, that the world is anxiously awaiting their chance to mourn Paul McCartney. <laughs> and it was really fucking funny, but um, they will lose it then. Oh, well, The damn- world will lose it when, when Paul McCartney goes.
3: You think if Ringo goes before him, how bad it'll be? It
1: will be so exciting <laughs> if Ringo goes and we know we get the cute Peter a <laughs> But I'm telling you right now. There will be a time when the only two rock and roll people left are Ringo and Keith Richards. Oh Jesus! Because there's just something about Ringo may have been the luckiest person in the history of the world. There's just probably you never hear Ringo's like I had a bad day. Just never happened to nope. him. Nope.
3: Nope. He was just hanging out with the fucking Beatles. I
1: will give uh, yeah. I will give Ringo this. He was the one, and it's not an easy thing to do, but to understand and appreciate good fortune. It's a fucking difficult thing. And I bring this up to people all the time, like they only complain about what's
3: they don't have going right. wrong. Yeah.
1: And as crazy as you got yesterday from your family, Fez, uh uh-huh. last night you seemed completely together because you found out they were giving you misinformation.
6: Yeah, I was getting I was getting um, bad information. Uh-huh. I wasn't able to talk to the source until last, you know, the actual source till last night. And I felt better once I heard from that person.
1: But you don't ever get, you don't have anyone in your family that has good information, like, that knows how to calmly and coolly get you information.
6: No, no. It's always, you know, some sort, it's either, well, first of all, Stories never match if there's any sort of emergency. Why
1: do you know that today and not yesterday? Why aren't you ever realizing that as the information's coming in? It seems like when you get the information, you believe it fully. You had a day yesterday where you were paralyzed. And then I talked to you last night around, I don't know, 9, o'clock. Everything was great with them Oh, really?
3: All right. Well, it's good that everything's better. But... So my
1: point is you you can't believe. Corky and your mom and all these people. Is there no one in your family that could be the spokesman? Is there no one in your family who has the cool head?
6: You know, the the people who have the cool heads, like my sister-in-law or my little brother, um, they don't get involved in anything. So they don't have the story anyway.
1: Listen to what you just said there. The normal people that have a cool head don't get involved in the madness. Why are you? Why aren't you just saying, Hey, look, my sister in law and my brother have figured out a great way to live life and not get caught up in all this nuttiness? Cause there's nothing you can do up here, right?
6: Absolutely not. No? Nope. So why are,
1: so why during the show are you running out using the phone? Why don't you say to yourself, Whatever it is, I'll find out after the show. I won't permit myself to get caught up during the show.
6: Because I just have it's, I guess it's a bad habit of just wanting to n- at least try to know what's going on.
1: What would your brother do?
6: My brother would just... What would your sane little brother do? Yeah, my sane little brother would know if something was going horribly wrong, someone would contact him and he would need to go looking for stuff. Someone would get a hold of him.
1: So why don't you kind of base the way to behave on this fucking sane brother?
6: Yeah, I just—it's—it's it's the panic that I go into. Yeah, I the, understand that, but that's why panic. you do.
1: But you know, here's the thing: your sane brother probably puts you in the thing of the insane people that I can't talk to during the day because they blow things out of proportion. I know that because you gave me crazy information yesterday.
6: Yeah, and it was just—it was. Yeah, it took. It just took me a while to try to talk to the person that I actually needed to talk to.
1: That doesn't have anything to do with whether you're panicking or not. What is the, What fucking gain do you get from thinking the worst about all these things all the time?
6: Uh, well, I don't get any gain from it. None.
1: Right. So when are you going to change the behavior and stop trying to jump into it? Why not wait until after the show today? Why during the show today did you run back out there once you had already calmed down last night, came in today feeling pretty good, right? Uh Uh-huh. Why would you pick up the phone during the show and risk it again? Why do you do that?
6: It was just wanting to know. Just insanity.
1: Uh, Ron, you're on the run Fest Show.
7: Hey, Fezzy, you said you have a bad habit of trying to figure out what's going on. I got a way you can turn it into a good habit is try to figure out what's going on at work instead of what's going on in Florida that you can't do anything about.
6: Yeah, Uh-oh. I understand. Sounds like
1: it. Um, here's uh, Captain Jack. Here on Fez.
7: Hey, buddies. Fez, if you have some family members that you can look up to or rely on, for always having good information, ask him a favor and those be your
1: sources of information and kind of discard everybody else. Why don't you only get it from your brother who refuses to talk and be involved in the craziness?
6: That's what I should've done. I made the mistake of answering the phone yesterday is what is how it all started. Some I mean, of that
1: would be true if I didn't see you pick up the phone during the fucking commercial break. You know what I mean? Why don't you say to yourself the only person I'm gonna to talk to is him when it comes to any of this kind of information?
6: Yeah, I'll just have to do that from now on.
1: alright 866 six, run right, 866 six, run 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Hicks, I was curious how you feel about this story. Ted Turner said he's close to being broke. What? Just a couple of million dollars left. Oh, that's it? Because out of his billion dollars, he's given it all away. So he's given away like a billion dollars... And says he's only had uh, like a couple million left. Now, here's the point. He's got kids. Okay. Should the money go to his kids or to these charities in his life? I think it to the charities. Fucking really? the kids.
3: They didn't earn a the fucking. They, they got the fuck. They won their birth lottery or whatever. They, they got. I mean, they've already grown up in an affluent lifestyle. They've had every fucking opportunity to make something of themselves. Every, I mean, I'm Ted Turner's kid. That opens right. up many fucking doors. So, yeah, give the fucking money away. Fuck it. Fuck them.
1: But then, on the other hand, look at that Dave. Dave grew up in a very nice lifestyle, and then when he got into, like, the regular world, it was kind of difficult for him because he compares himself to his dad. <laughs> well, Dave fucked up. I mean, I love
3: fucking Dave, but... It, it, that's he's, How did he fuck up? I... Uh, pff- I maybe going down the path of radio, where maybe money, the you know, well, and have, maybe
1: having two kids <laughs> or having. This but my kids. point is this: my, uh, you know, it isn't so much what he did, though. It's he expected so much because of the way he grew up. Okay, he went to that right. private school. He <laughs> went to this, and he thought life would come pretty easy because, you know, the world that he grew up in was fucking great. You know, like you're almost not getting a break sometimes when you see what great life can be like you know like johnny carson had kids yeah they weren't funny worth a shit (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 and then they didn't have that scrap thing because they didn't they didn't fucking grow up uh screaming hey i gotta fucking hustle this trying
3: to get with yeah well, actually, I just read an article, I, just read, I think it was on page six today, that De Niro's son is like a fucking real estate guy. Now, De Niro's son could have been an actor, he could have tried to be an actor, but he wanted to real estate. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, there's other options you guys, what You're saying you've got to treat yourself like you're
3: normal. Basically, yeah. you yeah. got to fucking, all right, you have all these opportunities, you have all this cash or affluence, whatever. I mean, even if your parents don't give it to you, you still have the name. So, you, you have to be able to use it. I mean, and that's on the parents that let their kids know that nothing's going to come to them.
1: Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fed show.
0: What's up, guys? Hey, uh, didn't Warren Buffett do that to his kids? Didn't he tell them he's not going to give them any money? Cause um, they
1: have the name? Most of the billionaires give only a fraction to their children. And I think some of this happened because of, like, the Getty family. who You get into this thing. You get the old man who builds. You know, he comes out of poverty. Yeah. He builds this thing from the ground up. Then you get the children um, they more or less have the name, the education, and they somewhat fumble at the family business, but they're trying really hard. Then you have the grandchildren who make sex tapes oh. and do dope, and you <laughs> might as well, rails. you know, have the, the fucking last name Hilton. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got the guy who built the fucking hotel chain, the guy who tried to run it, but he's not that as good as his dad, and then the fucking <laughs> his daughter who's just like, there's a tape of me going around fucking 60 Puerto Rican guys. I love Oh, but I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend opening a club. Do Good for yourself. Um Jesus. Here is Justin, Justin California.
7: Ronnie, what you were just saying was 100% right, buddy. You know, my parents had a couple bucks growing up and I used to really resent my dad for making me work with his hired men all summer instead of fucking off with my rich kid buddies, and now looking back on it, I respect him probably the most for it, you know?
1: Well, here's the other interesting thing, though, right? There are some people who go, I'm not going to take care of my kids. Uh, They've got to earn their own, right? But those same people, like one of, like, the American dreams is, I'll make a lot of money and I'll buy my mom a (laughs) house. How come we never look at that? Like, she's a fucking freeloader. She never expected, and these fucking NBA guys, like, I gave my mom a beautiful, and they give her a car, she right, has, An you know, Escalade. They, they, yeah. What is she doing driving an Escalade? She's
3: contracting.
1: She got her an old fucking Pinto, like she would have fucking bought on her own. Nice Classic Oldsmobile. Pinto. uh <laughs> um, Here is uh, Mike. Mike, you're on a fez. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I can't stand it when they,
5: uh, you know, take, like, say, their parents' last name. And do like acting jobs or performing jobs. I mean, James Khan's son. You know, he was in Gone in sixty seconds. Now he's in that uh, Hawaii Five O show. He's not a good actor at all. And I think the only-
1: well, he's a working actor. Yeah. It's, not an, it's not an easy thing to say. I mean, to say he's not a James Khan you can say that about ninety nine point nine percent of the people. You know, don't have that same magnetism as James Khan But uh, at Scott Khan then you have James Con. But you know, James Khan's dad was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Genghis Khan. He had co- He had conquered much of the fucking free world in Asia, and no one ever fucking brings that up anymore because Kublai Khan was kind of the sky. Uh, uh, he was kind of the Stephen Baldwin of the oh. whole thing. I don't know why we got into that fucking uh, Baldwin story during the MS. I always I fucking that. feel bad about that. Why? Ah, uh, you know, Steve, is always such a nice guy, he's found Jesus. Yeah. You know, but it always comes up, sometimes people, uh, you know, picture him as somewhat of a joke. No. Or a ne'er-do-well.
3: Ne'er-do-well. Um, <laughs> I love Steve Baldwin.
1: You do? Oh, yeah, he's great. Why don't you let him push your head underwater and, uh, you know, take Jesus in? Oh, I can, you can give it a shot. Um, Would you?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm Catholic. I guess I've already, already yeah. been baptized, but what? Right. This would be like Protestant or something. But yeah, you got to be born, born again, again, like
1: one of those fucking nut draggers.
3: Okay, I mean, if you wanted to, you know.
1: Don't threaten your back on the Pope. He needs you more than ever. He's oh, German so then, now. I,
3: so then, if that happens as like official, I can't go. I can't go by the Catholicism. I want to
1: fucking see you showing up oh. in the fucking wet shoes, not knowing, you know, you're walking around feeling like you've got the, f- you know, you're singing fucking jazz music, or whatever they do over there. We should overcome, yeah! <laughs> we should... Un- Stop it with that silliness. I know Although, I do like that Joel Onstein guy. I like him because he goes, really, don't do much. And that's fucking comforting. <laughs> don't do much. Those guys are the worst. Oh, I don't think so. No? No, he brings a lot of comfort to people. Okay. I saw him here at the building one day, but he wasn't here for us. I guess he's got some of his book deals. Oh, okay. Um... He's written a, a great book that'll help you spiritually called Don't Worry About Anything. Everything all works out. And there's gumdrops. And oh. he, he, he actually said this. He said, when you die, it's kind of like being on a really nice merry-go-round. And you see all the guys that you used to go to school with. <laughs> you don't gain any weight. and Wow, it's comforting. Yeah. And he goes, if you play baseball in heaven, every ball you hit is a home run. Wait, was... He actually said this. Heaven is so great, it'll actually bore you.
3: <laughs> Jesus, Joel. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. And they... There was a, a report that there was a, a wildfire spreading through heaven, and it was put out by puppies, so... Oh, God. It's nice. It's, it's nice there.
3: So, wait, so they're killing the puppies, or the puppies are still alive and they're just putting out the fire?
1: The puppies, they fucking put on, like, little fucking, like, fire hats, and they're oh. on the back of a truck. It's just adorable.
6: Maybe I, the puppies know. died in a fire, and that's how they got to heaven,
1: with the training. They say you can't get to heaven unless you raise a little hell. The one thing that, and I don't like to, you know, get into this whole thing, but it mm-hmm. is great. When you get there, you're going to see all your old friends. Cool. You're never going to be sad. You right. always be happy, and there's no gays. So <sighs> it's just everything. It's paradise. It's paradise on earth except it's not mm, Earth. Okay. All right. It's like heaven on earth without the fucking earth. All right. Now every house in heaven is beachfront. So wherever you what? go any you can leave any is single way, it's beachfront. Good God, that sounds brilliant. And the it's so nice there, you dive into the ocean, you start to swim around and a dolphin will blow you. So wow. I guess there's a dead dolphin that but, went to heaven. There are things you got to do to get there. Like what? Give me money. Let me do uh, some of the work. I'm doing how much, sacrifice. How much cash? Yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, how much you got? I don't know. I think I got about 20 bucks on me. All right, let's leave you those two bucks. I'll take these 18. Okay. And guess what, though? Yeah. I have the feeling when you get me money, and this has happened when a mm-hmm. lot of people give me money, yeah. they end up getting money. Really? It's just like from a oh, good well, then, vibe.
3: Then I got to get this cash to you, then. Yeah. Take, when you, get you that Take cash check, me, or you want cash?
1: I like cash. I'm Johnny Cash is the way I fucking roll. Okay. Um... Here is uh, Tony. Tony on Renifest.
7: Hey, Hey, uh, you know who's really fucked is Billy Joel's daughter. She's got Billy's looks and uh, Christy Brinkley's music talent.
1: Um, do you realize how many people are doing that joke? Wow.
0: Hey,
1: and it's a good one. What you are Oops. is just a fucking fly-by-night hack doing the same fucking gag that's been going around. Now I saw that little girl in here not too long ago. Adorable. Oh, yeah. Fez Whatley, you seem to be on your game today. Everything's happening at home, right? Everything's going well for you. Okay, yeah. let's see you steer the ship a little bit. Let's get you involved in the show. What's your name? Fez Whatley? All right, buddy. Um, what are the reports? What does studies say? What are the reports about the study saying?
6: Well, that LeBron James was calling out Trent Dilfer on uh, Twitter.
1: Does he know they're in two different sports? I think he does, but he said you don't that, know shit about basketball. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he said Trent. He got upset that Trent Dilfer was criticizing Peyton Manning and how he's been playing lately.
1: What did Dilfer say?
6: Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what he said. All I know is that Le, uh, LeBron was upset over the criticism. As
1: long as we got a half a story, I'm ready to go with it. I can form my opinion on that.
6: But if uh, if we look at it, I think Trent Dilfer. Oh, are you saying that um, that Trent Dilfer never uh, doesn't come close to what Peyton Manning does?
1: Yes. Agreed.
6: So, but if you look at it, they each have one Super Bowl ring. With the hardware, they're they're exactly even. I
1: don't see why Trent Dilfer. Let me ask you this: You think that Trent Dilfer is every bit the player that Peyton Manning is? I mean, which one's going to the Hall of Fame? Peyton Manning. So how are they equal? Well,
6: I'm going by Super Bowls.
1: Well, I know you're going by that, but that's not the only thing to do. There's guys with Super Bowl rings who never got into the game. Um, You know, it's a 22-person game. But I don't think as a quarterback that we're going to find anyone who will tell us that Trent Dilfer has got the skills of Peyton Manning. But anyway, let me do this because I think it's an interesting point. Why is it almost more annoying to hear a Trent Dilfer say that about Peyton Manning than it is some guy who never played the sport? Some guy who never played the sport, he's criticizing Peyton Manning. And you're like, yeah, he's right. Manning's had a, a couple of bad games. He needs to get on it. But if Dilfer does, I do the same thing as LeBron. I'm like, you fucking blew when you played. Tim McCarver drives <laughs> me fucking crazy because I saw him fucking play with the, for the Phillies. When I was a kid, and he was awful. But somehow, once he got up to the booth, he became unfucking believable <laughs> You know what I mean? So, funny. Fez, you of all people who used to hate fucking Trent Dilfer when he played for the Bucks, now you're, like, uh, picking his side. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jay. Jay, you're on the run of Fez show.
0: Okay, so
7: Fezzi, uh, Hostetler and Doug Williams both have Super Bowl ring apiece and Marino has none. That
0: means they're both better
6: than Marino, right? Well, I, I would say that Hostetler and Doug Williams would be allowed to criticize Dan Marino. Well,
1: anyone's allowed to criticize anyone. Uh, but in, I guess except for LeBron James. Because what you're mad at LeBron James for is what?
6: Well, I just with LeBron James, it just looked like uh, just a ploy. I'm going to cozy up against Peyton Manning. I'm gonna take his side. Mo-
1: How's he going against Peyton Manning?
6: No, he's cozy. He's cozying up to him, right up against him. <laughs> Cuddling with him, basically. So and it's just he's he's just doing this. He's picking a popular quarterback because he knows he's unpopular across the country now. I, and and I, kn- I think that's it was just a ploy.
1: I know you go back into the conspiracy thing. He tweeted something. That's, again, it's totally different than if you had a PR campaign. He probably was watching ESPN, heard Dilfer say this, he's been a Peyton Manning fan, and just tweeted it. It's not as thought out as you think. Uh, Kurt, you're in a phase.
7: Hey, don't the front office workers for a winning team also get rings?
1: Um, you are uh, You are correct about that, as well as some of the broadcasters and... On and on and on, uh, CJ, you're on. Manifest.
0: Yeah, uh, the thing that bugs me is Matt Millen is some huge expert now. After he completely obliterated the Detroit organization,
6: and he seems to be loved too. They loved him on NBC. They love him on ESPN. No, loved by the viewers. Um, I th- no, just the other guys around him.
1: Right, he might be the nicest guy in the world. I'm not saying that. But was he good as a GM?
6: No, he was horrible. He uh, actually, when people uh, in right, Detroit... Now,
1: now that you said that, um, again, it's just one guy's opinion. And you're definitely allowed to have it. But you don't think LeBron should have an opinion? No,
6: he can have an opinion. I just I find his opinion suspicious. You don't like LeBron? No, I just I, I just don't care for the guy. Because you grew up in Cleveland? No, nope,
1: no. Nope. So even before that, you didn't like him?
6: Um, no, I liked him before it. I didn't like him after the decision. Mm.
1: Public opinion? Followed the public opinion? Um, here is uh, John, John manifest
7: yeah, I was just going to say, you know, LeBron's very well known for being a Cowboys fan, which would be odd for him standing up for Manning, but it could be a possibility that he's just standing up for the athlete versus the media. I mean, I don't know.
1: Right, I mean, or maybe he just thinks, Dilfer fuck Dilfer, I lost money on you before.
6: <laughs> so, but, I mean, it's Trent Dilfer's job to talk about Peyton Manning. And the guy has thrown eleven interceptions in the past three games.
1: Um again, I think what LeBron is saying, and again it's just one person's opinion, is how does that take away everything that Peyton Manning's done in his life? Now I retweeted and uh well I had Chris Stanley retweet for me and laughed when G Baby said classic Manning and just as he <laughs> just as his tweet went out, it was a pick. Um but yeah, everyone's allowed to have opinions. Jim, you're on a fez.
0: Yeah, Fizzy. I was wondering if you heard the fight between Matt Millen and Steve Young on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago.
6: No, I missed that. I, I don't know what that is. That's up yeah. against uh, wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve Young uh, was kind of cutting Matt Millen off, and Matt Millen just got in his face, started doing some elementary swear words to him, and uh, it was awkward for Stuart Scott, to say the least.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you're looking at overall. No matter what, as Peyton Manning's last couple of games that you brought up, hideous, right? Right, yeah. And they are. They're bad. What kind of shape is his team in?
6: They're 500.
1: Beyond that. Do you watch any of the games? Oh, oh, There's no blocking. There's He's got injuries. He's in a really rough situation this year. He doesn't have a huge machine around him. Now, does that erase everything that's happened in his career? I don't think so. Um... I, but I also wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to be comfortable betting against the guy. Uh-oh. Uh Sean, you're running first.
0: Hey, everybody. Buck 380,
7: my friend. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning has uh, four league MVPs, too, so uh, that's a lot more than just one Super Bowl ring. How many
1: does Dilfer have? I don't think he had any. three. Well, you don't care about the hardware?
6: No, I was just going by Super Bowl rings.
1: Right. That's. You think that could be limited, though? and deciding, um, you know, particularly... Gale Sayers has never won a fucking Super Bowl. He's considered one of the greatest halfbacks of all time. Uh, Dick Buck is, same era, probably considered by a lot of people, greatest defensive player of all time. Very rarely played for a fucking winning team. Sometimes you get that bad luck of the draw. The Colts aren't the Colts this year. And I know Manning doesn't look like Manning, but he doesn't have the same weapons uh, that he normally had. Hell no. Um... And I'm really hoping this bad stuff happens because (laughs) Kathleen from the Bronx, who is the most, let's face it, the most feared person in our league. She's the most feared. Blowhard's the most hated. Yeah. If Kathleen from the Bronx beats me, goes on and wins this thing, I got no problems. If HTG beats the Blowhard, beats me or Kathleen, I got no problems. If Blowhard wins this...
3: Oh, no. We'll never hear the end of it.
1: We'll never hear the end of this, and all of us will live in deep and constant pain. And shame. And any time that we have a disagreement from the Blowhard, he'll bring that up.
3: Yeah, this can't happen. What the fuck?
1: So this week, we're all rooting for HTG. Oh, yeah. And if she doesn't win, we're rooting for anyone else that's playing the Blowhard. Yeah. He is Al Davis in our league. (laughs) Uh... And he's, you know, he's had a great year. Watley started out as our prime player. Yep. Somehow dropped off. He Peyton Manning himself. <laughs> um, all right, Fezzy, you seem to be on a roll today. Who's on, Because you got good news from home, right?
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep.
1: I'm wondering right now, if I got rid of your phone, would you have better shows? i would to confiscate it when he gets in here in the morning. Might be. Maybe doing that. When you bring Hicks in his daily breakfast, put the phone oh, on the platter.
6: There's no daily breakfast.
1: You don't do daily breakfast anymore?
6: No, I haven't done daily breakfast. No. How come? No, I just, I've been coming in late. They wanted me to come in later, so I've been doing that.
1: They want me, you're, it's the Ron and Fez show. They can't keep you out, Fez. Why do you want everybody to be your boss?
6: Well, I don't want everyone to be my boss, but I just... Yeah, I've been coming in later, so there there, there hasn't been any breakfast.
1: Why do you come in later?
6: It was, it was suggested to me that that would help me out.
1: Who suggested it?
6: I think the, uh, the guys.
1: Mm-hmm. And what time would you like to come in?
6: Well, I'd probably like to come in earlier.
1: So I'm... you don't come in earlier because of their suggestion. Let's get back into your stuff. It seems like you're thinking today. Things are clicking in, the, in Whatley Manor. Let's jump into it. What do you want to talk about, Big Cat?
6: Well, Oprah declared that she's not a lesbian in her Barbara Walters interview when she got asked about her friendship with Gail King. Mm-hmm. And then when talking about that friendship, she got very emotional
1: about it. Was this already on TV?
6: No, it actually airs tonight.
1: How do you see these things
6: early? Because the Oprah clip is out there. Mm. So, and. What's it all
1: airing on? Like a special?
6: Yeah, it's um I think it's Barbara Walters is doing a one on one with Oprah, and then I think that goes into Barbara Walters' most fascinating people of the now, year.
1: The one on one, are you talking about basketball?
6: Oh no, just a one on one interview.
1: Hmm. So did I do a one on one with Mark Marin yesterday? Yeah, I think so. How come no one ever brought that up? Did I do a a one on one with Jackie Bissett? Yeah. Bissett. Bissett. I didn't know that. Did I do a one-on-one with Joey Pants? That yeah, was kind of a one-on-two because Peppy was there. And I had my backup. Fez Watley came in. So it was two-on-two. That's right. Two-on-two ball. That's how we play. I'm sorry. Where were you, Fez?
6: Oh, I was just talking about Barbara Walters asking Oprah about being a lesbian. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Ricky Martin
6: was just talking about, when his book came out, just talking about how Barbara Walters went after him about the gay thing, and she really came off, I thought, looking awful about it. Like, she had no business asking him about it or anything, and she thought she was being some sort of journalist by hammering him on it.
1: Yeah, I brought that up on the show when it came out, and I sent that to you. And then I ended up bringing up uh, Barbara Walters uh, last night in the Mark Marin thing. Yeah, about how she always looks for that. Uh, um, gotcha moment. Yeah, and that and little yeah. gotcha moment, that zap moment, and this is a way for us to keep that going.
6: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I,
1: because I think she's just a bully with this. Well, she's an investigative uh, reporter, uh, but your big problem seems to be that they're asking people their sexuality. Yeah, that,
6: and then the way she asked Oprah too. She said, "There's a lot of dumb rumors out there about you being a lesbian." So it's, that, it's like she's asking this question, but mm. not taking responsibility for asking it.
1: All right, I have a way of handling it when people ask you about your sexuality. Go ahead and, and just put, like, you're Barbara Walters. I'll be Ron Bennington. Go ahead and do it.
6: All right, there's a lot of dumb rumors out there that you're gay.
1: Uh, those aren't true. I'm 100% uh, straight. And anyone who said I've even been near cock is a liar, and they're the cocksucker, and probably ass fucker. And that way, when you say stuff like that, you put it to rest. You know.
6: So I just didn't like the way that she said dumb rumors, where she Nothing
1: I said made any sense to you at all? Yeah, I know, I read the whole fucking thing today, and everybody's saying that they, you know, it gives you the opportunity to say the same exact thing and get away with it. But why didn't... Did Oprah say, no, I'm straight? Yes, she did. Well, what's wrong with it? I mean, Oprah's an interviewer. What is outside the lines here?
6: I think what was outside the... I think the question was outside the lines. Why? People are curious about it. Because it's... It doesn't change anything that Oprah's done. But what... Oprah, Oprah has addressed this thing a hundred times. Not the no, Barbara Walters, if not more.
1: When has she ever come out and said, "I'm not gay"? A hundred times. I'm not. I don't know everything there is to know about Oprah. There's,
6: uh, there's always been the rumors that Oprah and Gayle King were a couple. I never knew this. Yeah, and Oprah has always addressed it on her show. I, but,
1: so what would be? So you're saying it's outside the bounds to talk about that? Yeah, I would. What su- was her reason for doing the Barbara Walters show? I mean if I was doing Barbara Walters, I would expect to hear something that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, so That's like, the type of show that she does.
6: It was uh the purpose was to she was rap it was a wrap up of everything she's done on broadcast television and to talk about what she's going to do
1: with her own network. So you're surprised by the Barbara Walter question? I'm not shocked.
6: Well, yeah, I am shocked. I am shocked because I would think she would learn don't ask
1: that anymore. Uh, here's uh, Ben. Ben, Virginia Beach, Chairman of Fez.
0: Hey, uh, Ben, I just want to have a spy report for you. Um, Sir Ian Halper was on the ONA show earlier this morning and uh, actually discussed this uh, whole interview, saying that uh, Oprah's tears are fake, that glycerin was uh, spotted on the set, and that uh, she is, in fact, actually gay. And uh, you're getting worked up for nothing there, buddy.
6: Well, if she is, then maybe she doesn't want to talk about that. But even if she... All right, let's say she did say, all right, I'm a lesbian. Out of the question of, what about these dumb rumors that you're a lesbian? So, according to... Well, first of all, Barbara's deflecting. She's acting like it's not her question. Secondly, uh, what if Oprah had said, yes, I am? Now it's dumb? It's dumb to be a lesbian?
1: So what she So what about these bright rumors that you're a lesbian? What about these smart rumors?
6: She could have just. Uh, I mean, I don't think she should have asked it, but I think she could have said rumors, or she could have just asked it flat out, and said, "I'm curious."
1: Maybe she doesn't have your gift for language, the way that you're always laying sentences out there perfectly. Uh, I never see Barbara here in the building anymore. Ever no. since the heart uh, thing.
3: Yeah, she used to be in the fishbowl every
1: uh, Monday. Yeah, every Monday or something. We ought to check in with Jeremy about that. Oh, put this down for a page five rumor. Ron is going to have a one-on-one with Jeremy Coleman. One-on-one. On one. And, uh... Coleman. Here's what, uh... I would say, if I was... You asked me, the. I'll be Oprah, you'll be, uh... I'll be Oprah, and you go and ask me about the rumors.
6: All right, there's some dumb rumors out there that you are a
1: lesbian. Barbara, if I want to start freaking, do it on a weekend. Ain't none of that business. Um, Here is uh, John. John, you're on run of Fez.
0: Yeah, Anthony said this morning that he thought Oprah was asexual, just like Fezzy. I wondered if that offends Fez.
1: Oh, I don't know if that happened. George, Florida, you're on Fez.
0: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Fez, when the fellas told you to come in a little bit
7: later, do you think they meant 1.30, 2 o'clock?
1: All right. What are you trying to say, George? Um, Is that wrong to ask somebody if they're asexual? Does that go too far?
6: I think it does. I think it does. You're asking about their sex life. Where? What does that exactly have to do with Oprah starting her own network? So, or what anyone else
1: is doing. So you think those gossip magazines that you read are wrong? You know, They shouldn't be talking about people's sexuality. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. I don't think they should talk about their sexuality. But you bring up people's sexuality, who they're dating, you say you're always fucking fascinated by it. We have these conversations all the time.
6: Right, well, those people are already out there. Those people are, are, you know, if someone, you know, some of these celebrity couples, they're walking around in public together. Right. They're they're the ones putting it out there.
1: Yeah, but then you're interested if that person's cheating on who. Let's say the, I forget what it was, but one of those fucking, she she was with a tattooed monkey and she won an Oscar. Oh,
3: uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Bombshell McGee.
1: Whatever the fuck it was. (laughs) None of them made public statements. We were, you know... As a nation, we were transfixed. Why is it okay to bring up the heterosexual rumors? You know, why are we acting like homosexual rumors uh, can't be talked about? Um, here's Jim. You're on my fez.
0: Hey, Ronnie. What's going on, guys? Yeah. I just wanted to check up with Fez. Are you a fan of the don't ask, don't tell policy in the military? Because it sounds like that's what you're espousing for celebrities.
6: No, I'm saying if you want to tell, that's fine. Why would I be against, uh, why would I be for don't ask,
1: don't tell? Um, hey, Jack, you're in the Run Fez show. Hello, buddy. Uh, what do you got? My
7: list. I've got my list here, and hmm. I've checked off the gay topic. When can we call in for advice, and then let's talk about hunting again?
6: That's. Bez- uh, no hunting talk today.
1: Why not? There's a great fucking story out there of somebody who's stuck up for you. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin on Fez Watley's side. Really? Um, yeah, you want to talk about it?
6: Well, I guess, I, I don't know what he said. I'm sorry.
1: He agrees with you 100%. He said that she's showboating, and she's, uh, I don't know, he basically called it like animal violence porn yeah, or yeah. some crazy shit. Best. Even though, like you, he wears leather, eats fucking steak... He doesn't give a shit. He hates that fucking Sarah Bell. <laughs> <laughs> He's the shit. He, and I'm like, I go, well, your bluntness is there. Maybe Watley could learn from that. <laughs> hey, um, we do finally got the guys in here. Um, let's first bring in, as we get ready for search, search, hurry up and search. Uh, let's bring in the champion. It's Liam.
5: Like a king.
1: You are like a king today. I Elvis
5: Got nothing on me.
1: Uh hey, from what I understand, you're bringing Paul McCartney in here on Monday? Possibly. Yeah, I just talked to Bladder about that. What I wanna do is a duet with him. Okay, you and him? Yeah, I wanna do Ebony and Ivory, tell him I wanna do the Paul thing, have him move over and play whatever black guy I don't know whether it was Michael or Stevie.
5: I was, see, I was thinking we'd bring in Stevie and Paul and have them do a duet on your show.
1: Well, what about me? What's Ronnie B? Do fucking stand here holding my deck all day and have nothing to do? Sure. Alright. Uh, I got a problem with that. Oh, okay. By the way, thanks for all the help yesterday with the Mark Maron and the master one unbelievable. It was good? Yeah. Good. It was phenomenal. Good. Uh
5: I also did not know who he was. Didn't
1: so Sorry. why why do you how did you get into the talent department? <laughs> I don't know. When you don't know
5: talent. I'm very nervous. I'm handling a lot of the stuff uh, on Monday at this McCartney event and they've given me a list of some of the people who are gonna be in attendance or could possibly be in attendance. Oh, and write I, it down I'm for have me. To Google. Write it right give me
1: the thing, I'll go over everybody for you. <laughs> I'm
5: gonna have to Google some of
1: them. Um <laughs> it's bad. And I know you know the thing, whatever happened with Barbara Walters, is she still with the company? She's she still, still with the company. But she yeah. doesn't come in like she used to as uh, much?
5: She, it, no, she she should be back in the, in the new year.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. With Dr. Laura. Oh, Think of Dr. Laura, laugh, don't cry. Crisscross, he should be on your list. He should be on my list. Is one of the per- people on the list uh, Mick Jagger?
5: Uh, I have not seen his name on the list,
1: no. Because he owes me money. Oh. Uh, yesterday he dodged you. Today he's ready to play. Hicks. It's Eero. Oh, no. Yeah.
3: Here's his
0: music.
3: Finally shows his face.
0: All
1: right. Keep an eye on the guys, too. Because there's been rumors that Liam's been getting texts. Sorry. Oh, hand over the devices. Friends of his (laughs) are texting him. And he's got two (laughs) texts. Just see if Ezra the answer's on three. there.
5: Oh my God!
1: By the way, where's that phone from? 1993. <laughs> it looks like it. That is the largest phone.
5: <laughs> I can't miss phone calls,
1: Ronnie. This is enormous. That's <laughs> very big. You look like like you're the telecommunications officer of a Kong, fucking movie. All right, are you? Uh, where were you yesterday, big big man? We need you. I got, uh, I'm sorry, but I got tired of dealing with
7: Liam's ego. Wow. Okay, I You've broken I understand. this man. He <laughs> walks around like his shit don't stink. I do. And he goes, who's champion of search, search, hurry up and shirts. Oh, me.
1: Yeah. Now, can I just say something to defend him? I went in the bathroom after him. I didn't smell a thing. <laughs> I don't think his shit stinks. <laughs> That's accurate
5: is <laughs> what he's saying. It's
1: unbelievable.
5: And I have been using the fourth urinal, and I see why Jeremy Coleman uses it. Matter, it's better, isn't fantastic. it? Yeah, I know.
1: Well, there's also like a little box he can stand on, so you can get up there like the big guys. Yeah,
7: I also don't like the fact that you know he's been champion how many days now? Four. Four, Four days. Four yeah.
5: days. Well, five after today. Oh! Uh-huh.
7: And uh, Liam hasn't shown any appreciation for no. uh, for being here or being invited. No.
1: But I did. Oh! E rock. E rock. That's right. Liam never presents. brings me tobacco. No, I don't. He this... always tells me it's a bad habit and he's wearing that. Wait, you like, I'll die. you
5: like tobacco? I like cigars.
7: This is a good one. You like cigars? Oh yeah.
1: Specialty. <laughs> Looks like you've been talking to your dad lately, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Straight from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> DR. DR and Hizzle. Is that legal? Yes, it's legal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boo. This is one of the few legal things we do. <laughs> other than that, there's this other habits we have. Got it. By the way, Jacqueline uh this set today yeah. Unbelievable Fantastic Did you know who she was Coming into this
5: No, no clue And
7: heard yet,
1: the name. Rowan knows everyone Does he He I thought know.
7: she was the girl From Melrose Place mm.
5: mm. mm.
7: Alright are
1: you guys Ready for this I'm ready It's search search Hurry up and search
5: What year was Jerry Mathers
1: born Search
0: Search Hurry up and search
5: How many strikes Are on the Harlem Globetrotters
3: Shorts
0: Search, search, hurry up and and search!
3: What's the annual rainfall in Cairo?
0: Search, search, hurry up and search!
3: It's everyone's
0: favorite game show! Search, search, search. Search, 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 hurry up and search! Search, search, hurry up and search! Search,
1: search, hurry up and search! Search, search, hurry up and search! Search, search, hurry up and search! Rise on the line today, Hicks. That is seasons one and two of Mr. Show, signed by David Cross. Fantastic. Gigantic. That's Fantastic.
5: Great. I know who he is.
1: All right, nice. <laughs> sure. He's my generation. Yeah. Uh, This is an easy one today. How many games were played, boys, in the World Series in 1935? How many games were played in the World Series 19... 19- search. Search. 35.
6: Hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search,
1: search, search, hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search Search, search, hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search, hold on, we got it. Uh was it six games, Ronnie? Six games in 1935. Liam, we'll have to check.
0: He's still, still well, here. I'm the
3: champion! Search,
1: search, I'm searching, searching, I'm Why are you still yelling like that? <laughs> because it's exciting! He's it exactly. on fucking roll! Yeah. You know what? If E Rock would have won, I would have got another cigar <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> You'll and still have, get another one, right I just
7: appreciate the offer being invited. You know what?
1: It's always uh, great to see you. Now, by the way, guys, I want you to know this. We're running a new contest of happiest winner. Come over and look at this, Liam. This is, I think, our winner right now. This is Mach 5. Look how happy he is with his signboard to death. (laughs)
5: That's now, fantastic. Wow.
1: Now, I know you talk to everyone up and down these halls, and you're a rat for all the suits. I want you to tell them how we make the happiest Sirius XM winners. I will. Look at that gentleman. He's got a little retard face going on there. He does. And his dad, Louis Black, is also so proud of him now. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Liam five straight days. Big. Destroying oh, everyone he hates uh, around yeah, here. That's <laughs>
5: true. Well, <laughs> rock only. Let's face something. Roland, and Roland yeah. This has Roland. gotta be the and end. Sam, yeah. Yeah, we to the
1: yeah. yeah, we gotta give a break to the onA show. Yeah. They have been damaged.
5: Yeah. We're taking now, everyone.
1: Now today, uh, Ant spread a rumor. He said Oprah is asexual like Fezzy. And I did not know this rumor was going up and down the halls. Liam, have you heard it?
5: Asexual? Yeah. I heard that she was a lesbian. I didn't hear asexual though. I could believe that though. I could um, buy into that.
1: Well, I was more worried about Fezzi than Oprah, but okay. Oh, okay. Um, since they both work, were... is there we're a rumor going around Fez? that Fez is asexual?
5: Oh no! Everyone thinks he's gay. Oh. oh!
1: Where would that come from?
5: The Silence of the Hill Dance, Silence of the
6: Lambs dance. Dude,
1: let me tell you something. When and you get, on, that would
6: mean I was a serial killer. Oh, I guess.
1: My partner is the pussy machine. and starting to spread that rumor around. Oh, Page well. five. He's... I don't even know how many illegitimate kids he's got out there.
7: Wow, really? Yeah. That's so disrespectful, and that's like the worst thing you could <laughs> say to a guy.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. It is the worst. the worst. It's thing. the most insulting, disgusting it thing is. a Terrific. human being could be accused of. Wow, oh, I did. Okay. I feel sick. It's like saying that there's shit It's thick. that
5: video. I'm telling you, when you guys came over here, the real virus wasn't this channel, it was that video. It went everywhere. Did it really? It did.
1: And then Fez had the Hitler mustache you know, and all. Was that some of the reasons that he hasn't been accepted here? I think so. Uh, because you've got zero relationship with sales now, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. You know who's been offering to help me with that is a kid called Mark Skippy Zito. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about this kid, but he thinks he would be good with it. He said to me, he goes, I'm a people person. It's a Skipster.
5: Skippy's a good guy.
1: Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is a that a good guy. Well, that was the, the character that you played on TV was Skippy. Oh, okay. I mean, his aunt name is Mark Zito, but he goes, Mark, Skippy, Skippy, Zito. Parentheses. So what other rumors are going on? That, that thing went around and everybody thought Fez was weird for it?
6: Yeah, I think so. I mean, whenever you... And that was up- only supposed to be up for 24 hours, and that was it. The you video? can't control the internet. The video? Yes. Oh, wow. You Google that, that's the first thing that comes up. I, when people ask it, when I mention the Ron and
5: Fez shirt, they're like, oh, it's that guy with the Hitler mustache, right?
1: See, that's a problem. For yeah. Us. And look, he's True got story. a nice boy's haircut now and no one ever brings it up. Well, Steve Leeds does, but no Ooh. one else. <laughs> um,
5: um, am I missing phone calls there, Fez? You're not yeah, even come watching on, my him him Oh, you get them back? You're not even watching my devices? Keep an You're eye on shit. You know what?
6: This one I can't lift. Oh, dear. Oh,
5: dear. What is it? No, nah, it's it's emergencies, Ronnie B. Oh, you you get out of here.
1: You're I'm the sorry. champ. We'll see you this time tomorrow. I'll be here. Okay, it's really great of you to stop by. Five, Five times, times in goes a row. The champ, play his theme music for him. Rock out his theme music. There he goes. There right. he goes, There's the Champ. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. Like I, like I like that I like that The thing that bothers me is E-Rock is one of my best friends in the world.
6: Tough competition today. Took a while for that search search to come up.
1: Yeah, a lot of people were after this prize, too. People love this one. I noticed this. I thought all of our prizes were good. Not by the responses. Some prizes are much more beloved than others. Um, all of them are aces. Jesus Christ. These are one are, after another. One, it's fucking ridiculous. This one is like uh, the ace of aces. <laughs> Or a of Oh,
3: cool.
1: <laughs> what was that? I saw the sign? I, don't I even saw know. the sign. I, I, saw, I saw the, the sign. sign. Uh, did you know rumors go around, around here that, uh, about you, Fez? No, I had no idea. That is the problem because you're supposed to be our guy on the on the street. You know what I mean? And if you don't know it, who does know it?
6: Yeah, apparently everyone else knew that one.
1: Yeah, that's not a good thing, though. That's the problem I get into. The we get into the apparently's and assort it, and we, we really need to know, start knowing some specifics. Uh I never thought Liam would run away with search, search, hurry up and search. This is ridiculous. In a million years I never thought he could beat E Rock.
3: One after another. Interns, other people in booking, O A producers. They uh, thinking almost like shit.
1: Here's what gets to me about some of this stuff too. Like I know you want to win some of these prizes for yourself and give it to yourself. But some of the girl stuff you could give to your mom. Seriously. You could give to your girlfriend. R. Kelly was in here yesterday. And I, I told people, I said, R. Kelly came in with a 13 year old girl who just reeked of urine. Oh. And that was a completely made up lie oh. by me. And I was doing an experiment. Can I make people believe me? And every one of them, every one of them went like this. It's disgusting. They all... And then I had to look at them, and I go like this. I made that up, and you believed it. Now who's disgusting? Racist. And they go, why would I think that you're lying? I, beg- I said, I, you would think that I was lying because you're a fucking racist. Good. I love it. And again, when it comes to Oprah, I don't care if she's down on her fucking knees, just, her face just fucking it. tearing that up. Mm. Go, Oprah. Go, Oprah. Go, Oprah. It, yeah. It doesn't matter to me. All right? That's the difference between me and Babs uh, Walters.
3: No, she needs the fucking scoop at all times. Bury your
1: soul to fucking Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters came out with that book where she said she slept with a black guy. Oh, yeah. Forget who it was. I think it was a senator. No, it was uh, Bubba Smith, the old uh, Baltimore Colt, which was a fucking shocker. She banged Bubba Smith. Um, let's go over here to Brian Rochester. You're on Hey, what's
0: up again, guys? Hey, uh, there's a, I got an Ichiban spy report uh, in Escondido, California.
7: There's a bomb house that the explosives are so unstable, they're going to actually do a controlled
0: burn of the house, and it's going to be live on TV in the next half hour.
1: All right. So we can all watch it?
0: Yeah.
1: That should be the best. Thank you. Bye. Blowing shit up. I just fucking uh, take it down. What are you waving at me, Fizz? I got promos to do. Uh, we got a break here. So there's two o'clock promos.
6: Yeah, they will be.
1: Two o'clock promos. Two o'clock promos. Two o'clock promos. Two o'clock promos, two o'clock
3: promos every, day two o'clock, every day at two
1: o'clock. Every day at two o'clock. Uh you like you're a chanter too, right? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Um <laughs> one time at my buddy's house, his uh mom didn't uh make gravy. And he and his brother, and I'm not fucking kidding you, we're in high school at the time, and we're fucking Peter people. <laughs> they took their knife and fork, and they started to go, Mito, potato, where's our gravo? Mito, <laughs> potato, potato, where's, where's our, our gravo? And I'm sitting there, you know, like, and now here's the weird thing his mom at our school was like the fucking, uh, like the principal's secretary or something, so I know yeah. her from a different thing, I uh, know okay. her as Mrs. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sitting there with these two animal fucking kids. The plates are going up in the fucking air. Jesus Christ. There's fucking Coke is spilling, right? (laughs) Mito, potato, potato. where's our our Grabo? Grabo. And then here's the weird thing. I was next to him chanting this. Two o'clock promo. Two o'clock promo. Every day day at two o'clock. Every day at two o'clock. What is it with the two o'clock promos? Is this something that Rob Cross is honest about? Every day or two, there's gotta be a promo, Rob. Jesus. What are these promos for?
6: Uh, they're for our show, and we got two to do for the NFL network.
1: The NILF. That's a national football team. I'd love the fuck. <laughs> and right now I'm picking Seahawks. Really?
3: Why, who would you pick?
1: If you had to fuck a football team.
3: If I had to fuck a football team
1: Grambling? Ravens. <laughs> you
3: fuck the Ravens? I guess if I had to fuck a football team, I'd fuck the Ravens.
1: Alright, we're gonna take a break here, and that's two o'clock promo, two o'clock promo. Every day, two, two o'clock, o'clock, every, every day, day. 2, two o'clock. o'clock. Um, hmm. oh, Michael Epstein, thank you very much. Michael Epstein won. Bam, 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 bam. All right, we'll break here. Right back. On show.
0: Run
1: best on the virus. Serious, XM. You know
5: what? Here's another thing about energy, dude. Me. It fucking gets you hard. Yeah.
2: Bam. The old out of you. I will. I'll do all of you all night, and I'll do it in my sleep. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm talking about. The thunder muscle.
1: It's thunder muscle. There's a, mm. a little David Cross for you. I'm a son of Crossing over into the world of acting. David Cross. <laughs> um, Plata Sanderson just walked by us first. Do you even know she was in the building?
6: No, I did not.
1: Um, she's being taken around by uh, now the little girl that Rustin's had a cr- uh, cross. Uh, by the way, send me in the draft house. Would you always see it? You mean the kid? Yeah, I mean the draft house kid. <laughs> Uh, Rustin, throughout his internship, is... Well, it's been pretty fucking awful. Uh, the fact that you've had a crush on this girl. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Nadia. Nadia, who is gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm just walking down the hall. I see Nadia. I do my basic uh, my bit of... Hi, my name is Ron. That I did to her because Rustin told me that I've introduced myself to her three times. Because she interns for the talent department, she you know brought him in. So I go like this, and she's like, "Hi, Ron, nice to meet you." And I go, you know, uh, this game that you're playing with Rustin's got to come to an end. She goes, "What game?" I go, "You know what game?" I go, "Something needs to be happening between you and him, and it's not." She goes, in what way? I go, you two should at least get a little time together outside of this place, maybe sit down, have a meal. She goes like this, Rustin? He goes. She goes, he doesn't feel that way about me. I go, wait, four months in, this is what I'm hearing? Four months ago, you told me that you were crazy about this girl. Yeah. So I go, obviously he is. And she goes, but isn't he kind of young? I go. uh, first I said to her, I go, you got a boyfriend? She goes, no. I go, well, then this is perfect. Then I said, so what's wrong with just having dinner, maybe to see if there's a click there? She says to me, well, he's so young. I go, he's 25. (laughs) Just Rustin's like, coming by, fucking carrying water, looking like a fucking... You know what I mean? Like, you can't look at while you're carrying other people's water. (laughs) It's You know? know? It's just And then he has that sashaying thing, so... Long story short, I got you a date.
2: Well, wow. Th- one, thank you very much, because yeah. I yeah. think this is going to turn into something. But I had been making some progress, and then we hit a snag. What was the snag? Well, because she, t- she knows that I'm 19. Why? Because we were talking about it, and she, she was asking about my family. She asked where my brother was.
1: Why the fuck will you ever tell her the truth? <laughs> and then I said to her, so I go, age doesn't matter. I go, honey, I go out with women so young that it's illegal. I go, people can't even know what I'm up to. See? So, you know, I go, it's even embarrassing to me. It really doesn't... Two years doesn't fucking matter.
2: Oh, no, I agree. But when she, I first asked for a number, I was like, hey, we should go We should go out and do something sometime. She's like, yeah, we should go to a bar or something. I was like, yeah, sounds great. But she knew I was 19. But I used to... I have my roommate's fake ID, so I could yeah. just use it. But these past two weeks, as I've been explaining to Hicks, my roommate and I... Have been clashing a lot over this last month's rent, so he's not willing to let me borrow his ID anymore. Jesus! So now I'm stuck, and I can't get in any clubs, and I feel like a real ass. I'm like, well, let's go out, but we can't go into anything. Twenty-one. Up. She
1: said that she hasn't even fucking heard from you. Well,
2: that's not true. She has. We have each other's number. We text
3: occasionally. I'll give you my ID. How about? <laughs> I think this could look like you.
1: Let's see. I don't hey. know if we're. Yes, actually, that is pretty good.
3: That could look like you if you just make you well, had a is. goatee. Yeah, I have an extra one. You can have that if you want to go out and get fucked that's, up. That's really not bad
2: at all. But I don't know. If you, I like the little the goatee that you got you know go with creepy uh, mustache. Let me say it again.
1: The the frightening thing is how much you've changed since you've got your fucking license. It's fucked up. Yeah,
3: I don't know. It's slowly it's... falling. But hey, offer's out there, Rustin. I'll definitely give it a shot.
1: Right this way, Mr. Stanley. <laughs> C.W. Stanley, dog. Why don't you at least take her out to dinner? That way, no matter what happens, you're doing something besides fucking having beers.
2: What I wanted to do is take her to the Jeff Tweedy show, but then it sold out on me, and it was 21 plus, so I didn't want to try to buy tickets and then. Look at you, you're, you're 27 now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could pass for 27. I think I, I'm pushing it when I say I'm 19. People are like, really? Because you look about 13 or 14.
1: This fucking thing that you have where you're just fucking finding a way to failure. You know what? I want you to look at Ghost of Christmas fucking Future. All Fez right. Watley, the never can fucking say yeah guy. You don't want to be that guy.
2: You're right. You're right. And I've always been the say yes guy. I just, She's really, really cute. I mean, you saw her. You she's know. attractive. She's a very
1: attractive girl. Where Got do you want this. to take her?
2: Uh, we were gonna. Well, I think now, since we can't go to the Jeff Tweedy show, I want to take her to uh, Brooklyn Bowl. Which is a concert hold hall. On, it's a really cool hold concert on, spot. I got an idea here. All right,
1: take her to our football party.
2: Oh, there that might go. be perfect. You don't think that's going to be uncomfortable at all? No. For what? I don't know. I just we ain't cardin, dog. All right. Well, then let's do it. I think I'm down. I don't know if she'd be down to sit and watch a whole afternoon of football though.
1: Not only that, she's eating hoagies, she's smoking cigars, Refer. she's living like that's what every twenty-one-year-old girl <laughs> wants to do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. God, look, this is over. I might start spinning classic rock. I don't know where <laughs> this is going to go. <laughs>
6: Ride the peanut pony
1: leather. Pin and Wheel run. <laughs> Call out the instigators. Because there's something in the air. What's your name again? Nadia. Come on in, Nadia. <laughs> Everything's copacetic, baby.
2: She, wa- she wasn't 100% sure who Quincy Jones was, so I don't know if she's going to be getting all the... Classic rock. She'll fucking get it. Okay.
3: Yeah, come on. We'll explain everything to
2: her. But am I allowed to have a plus one? Is that cool, Fez? Yeah, you can bring you can Nadia. You can have a
1: plus fucking twenty. You can bring your gay roommate. Doesn't matter what you're doing.
2: And that crazy
3: drug dealer friend of yours too.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, the whole group from the fucking Down in the Story will come. <laughs> <laughs> just make the trip up. He, he just, just had, had a baby over. too, so he's been. Uh, How'd you miss the match yesterday? I don't. I fucking this last. This we're having exams. I had a presentation last night in class. I was trying to get out of it, but and I fucking love Mark Barron. I think he's a shit. I listen to What the Fuck almost every time he comes out with a new one. Anytime somebody he's got somebody. This really was like, really
1: fun, man. This was really a fun one to do. He's like, you know, he's like pretty crazy, but like he's open and comfortable with being crazy.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like he. He willingly... I really like the guy as a person now. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. But he willingly, like on a show, he'll just, he'll talk about, I mean, the personal, real personal, in-depth. Like... Well, this
1: is, you'll like this from listening to a show, because I'd never met him before. Uh-huh. But then when I just started to listen to the podcast, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, what is this about? And, you know, at a certain point, like, there's like, I don't know where, I just start, like, rooting for the guy. Like, yeah. I hope he fucking pulls out of this and gets to do what he wants. Like... And then I meet him yesterday. He starts to tell me some story about his girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. I mean, sec- like right away. And I'm like, going, I'm in a fucking, like a Mark Marin podcast. I've been listening to all these. Now I'm hearing his personal stuff. So I'm like, okay, we got to go in. He goes, all right, let's talk about this after. <laughs> I'm like, now we're fucking friends, and I'm, you know, I'm going to help you figure out uh, the right things that you could do now.
2: He did, uh, he did one with Jonathan Ames, the writer and creator of Bored to Death, a couple weeks ago. Was really solid. I mean, you can just tell how immediately he goes in and he's willing. Oh, he I opened forgot. I brought
1: up a I brought up Rustin's story to him. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't say your name though, but he he still has this really bad grudge about Sam Kinnison. Okay. Um, it was really ugly, you know, old stuff. And then I brought up to him, I go, I know this kid, and he and his friends, they know Hicks, but they don't know fucking kinnison and he was like really that seemed even weird to him but um and if you were there i would have had you stand up introduce your new girlfriend nadia why don't you take God, her that would have been sweet where know, do you awesome. take her to that nadia fucking movie what's this nadia movie
6: the chronicles of nadia
1: why don't you take her to that i
6: don't know i, I
2: don't and know if we like should do this. a real christian
1: theme but you are more beautiful than this movie
2: <laughs> what are you going to say to it I don't know. I, I, I had the great line with because uh, Quincy Jones asked for a number to yeah. to send her some records, and I was like, "Well, if I'd have known of that been that easy, I would have asked to send you some records a long time ago." Which I thought was uh, that's good. Did you ever
1: follow up on it?
2: Well, I got her note That's when I got a number, and we started texting back and forth. And then I ran into the no ID problem.
1: How um how come no one's asking her out? She's so
2: pretty. I don't have no idea. I have no clue what's going on with that. Have you sexted with her? No, <laughs> no. Send her Why a picture of your dick. pics. Let's go. I don't know. I usually wait a while till we start sexting. Oh, this and is I the never other, said the cockpit first, you always. This wait is the other it. thing
1: I want you to listen to in the Mark Marinon mass that he tries to say Brett Favre, but I guess he's not a sports guy. He's like <laughs> that Favre. I'm like, Favre! Oh,
2: no. oh Mark Marin.
1: You know some guys they don't like it though.
2: Nah. Well, he he's got enough things. He's just he's such a when he was on o n a like my first week interning, we were waiting outside the studio to bring some stuff in. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he was like, just immediately to the other intern and I, uh, just stopped. Even though we were just there, they just stopped. He's like, hey, how's it going, guys? You guys want some what the fuck pod stickers? And talk like to he's us.
3: Stuff
1: out there.
2: He's just a sweet, just seemed like a real sweet guy.
1: DIY, come on. It's a fucking good show, too. I mean, it's a crazy, really fucking fun, sh- fun listen. And uh, I don't listen to even a lot of radio because I try not to. No, because then you'll you know you could fucking fall into patterns and stuff. I'm fairly sure I won't fall into a Mark Mar- uh, Marin pattern. I'm not that difficult on myself. To this, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, um, if I had to think, who's more difficult on himself, Mark or Fez? Wow. The thing is, Mark seems like he he is self-reflective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where Fez has no idea.
2: No, like in Mark's episode with Louis C.K. When they were talking about their friendship, unbelievable. How died, and just the way he was like, "I know I was a bad friend." And Dude,
1: don't even. I, so I, I go over this fucking specific thing in the MS. Oh, God that specific it. thing, because I was cringing listen to that. Would Mainly, you, if I'm going to be honest, for Louie. yeah, because <laughs> you kind of feel for the guy who, at this point in time, his career is going better. But then what Louie C.K. says to him in that podcast was brilliant. Yeah. And I think I brought up the mark. I'm not sure you totally got it. And he goes, No, I did. But I, I do, I will admit, uh, and I didn't expect to. I, I really started rooting for the guy. I just want, you know. <clears throat> did you see the pictures of him from his website of like where he does these things?
2: Oh, from in the his cat garage? garage? Yeah. yeah. And I,
1: <laughs> I was going at the basement tapes because it looks yeah. like the fucking basement of Big Pink. Um, I don't know who took those pics from, but they're really fucking great.
2: I feel like he could record Tears of Rage in that fucking cafe. I, I would think it fucking do it
1: right now. <laughs> I'd do fucking Tears of Rage right now.
2: Uh, the, yeah, his 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 whole thing where he's just like, I have no qualms that I know that I've done the wrong thing and I've even been a bad person. I'm just yeah. gonna try from this point on to. I think he always. Well, says, that's the
1: thing that I was even telling him that I like about him is like, I do think, and I won't say this about most people. I think he wants to be, you know, the best person he can be. I, want I don't Let's always... just shut up for five seconds. You bring up Tears of Rage. Blast this shit.
3: On Independence Day.
1: Just like Rick Danko I think so I can't just keep doing the band all day, but I hate when someone brings up a fucking song to me I haven't heard in years, and that picture basically looks like that. (laughs) Here's what I want to do, because uh, looking at Mark Maron's uh, desk there, I want to get him uh, a gift, a Christmas gift, because we had such a uh, great interview yesterday, a quarter organizer, so he doesn't have to have all those chords everywhere. Um, anyway, that's coming up soon, and I want to, uh, there's another Unmasked I want to play on this channel. Oh, Eddie Brill. I Brill. definitely want to play Brill. Eddie Brill, and uh, he actually just wrote to me today and said there might be this, one of the stories coming out from the Unmasked in the paper, one of the things that he was working on was schools. He's a really, uh, a great guy and, uh, doing stuff for underprivileged kids, so that should be very cool. Keep an eye on it on Monday. I believe in the post. Yeah. Do me a favor, kid. Don't keep bringing up band songs unless you want to hear them all the way through.
2: No, to be honest, I'm fine with that. Let's just... Cause <laughs> no, but I, I fucking have fucking had
1: this hankering out for this wheels on fire. I'm going out of my fucking mind, but that's my own problems. All right, Fezzy, you have uh, stuff you want to do today.
6: Yeah, the promos. Two o'clock promos, two o'clock promos. Two...
1: How could you like to do them at two o'clock every day?
6: Well, it just seems to work out that way.
1: I guess this is working out for us, isn't it? we got promos on the air. Ah. Where, I don't have mine. I got your copies right here. Well, then you read mine. No, I'm just
6: handing them out.
0: Mm.
6: All right, this first one is for the NFL Network. Okay. And um, previously, Chris Stanley hasn't been on these, so I'm bringing them in oh. to see how it works. What
1: about Rustin?
6: No, I haven't written anything for Rustin.
1: hmm all right, so after my line, I just want you to yell out word. Okay. Okay?
3: Um, the Ron and Fez show on the virus.
1: Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on Peyton Manning's interception. Word. Uh, that's just a pause. Oh, that shit. wasn't it. I watched for my, uh, <laughs> and I don't want to get, like, a silly word. I want word. Word. Like, I'm fucking nailing it. All right. all right. Yeah, it fucked fucked we fucking happy. I fucked up to my only Here's line Here's the problem, though. It costs <laughs> us money every time we cut a promo.
3: So we got tape fucking rolling here.
1: So when I give you the...
3: Gotcha. The Ron and Fez show on the virus.
1: Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Feds show. Word. We bet on the Peyton... You got to wait until I give you the fucking thing. Uh, the, no. Oh, fuck. Wait until I give it to you. All right. And I know... like, Let's hear your word. Word. I want to be like Word, you know, like just fucking nail it, right? All right. What about like, like Word? All right, kind of, but I think a little louder. Okay. I need a little volume yeah. on you. Try one more time. Word. All right, I kind of like that. All right. all right. Getting closer anyway. How are you feeling about Fez?
6: I don't think Word fits in this promo. Oh, I don't, don't see so, where it has anything to do with the NFL.
1: Well, we haven't gotten to the joke yet. All right, are we ready? Oh, yeah. The Ron and Fez show on the virus. Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on the Peyton Manning interceptions. The over-under is 60. Word.
6: Then we visit Rex Ryan's football graveyard. Scary. The Ron and
3: Fez show. It's what you're doing when football isn't on. Weekdays at 11 a.m. in the East on the virus.
1: Fez, could you leave us a little more um, dead air afterward? Because I want to drive a fucking truck through the awkwardness. What what why did why did you pause so long?
6: Um I just wasn't sure it was him. It was it Who's was the him? draft house Aww. kid. What
1: is, the, what is your the point? The word threw mean me the draft off? House it kid? shouldn't be in there. <laughs> Wait. What do you mean it shouldn't be in there? I do the joke and he yells out word like my flunky. Yeah, but it's not
6: written in the script. You I think want... it throws off the whole promo. Do you want word after yours? No, I just don't think word should be in there at all. Should I say word? That's no, you have your lines now. Like I said, I welcome word to up. the NFL Network. What up, word up, dog? What up, son? That's which one do you want? No, I don't want either. Well, we
1: gotta have one. Well, I guess word—it's less words. Okay, so now, after all this fucking time, now you love word?
6: It's weird. Don't
1: love it at all. Um, what don't you love? Word. Let's do the promo. The Ron and Fez show on the virus. Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on the Peyton Manning interceptions. The over-under is 60. Word. Then we visit Rex Ryan's football
6: graveyard.
3: Scary. The Ron and Fez show. It's what you're doing when football isn't on. Weekdays at 11 a.m. in the East on the virus.
1: The weird thing is that I think he should be saying scary because you answer yourself there. That would be like me saying the over or under is sixty word. It's fucking ridiculous for have a call and response with yourself. See,
6: I think I'm just descri- after I'm done, I'm describing it in a one word sentence.
1: Word. Um uh, but that should come from another person. Uh Dave, you're on the run face show. Hey
2: Ronnie. Hey, try uh word is born.
1: Alright, let's give that a rock. Alright. What am I saying? Word is born.
2: Alright.
3: Okay.
1: It's fucking next-level shit. It's what everybody's doing now. Next-level beat, y'all. All right. So. The Ron and Fez show on the virus. Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on the Peyton Manning interceptions. The over-under is 60. Born. Its word is born.
2: <laughs> Wait, stop saying word is born? Instead yes. Of, I thought you were saying the word that you're saying is Why born. Why you just fucking
1: yell oh, Jason Jesus. fucking born? Christ. No, its word is born. Like the word just fucking happened right now.
2: Gotcha. All right.
1: Uh, The Ron and Fez show on the virus. Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on the Peyton Manning interceptions. The over-under is 60. Word is born. Then we
6: visit Rex Ryan's football graveyard. Scary.
3: The Ron and Fez show. It's what you're doing when football isn't on. Weekdays at 11 a.m. in the East
1: on the virus. We got to take out the scary line. It doesn't work. We're fucking so cool with the word is born, and then scary. Like, no fucking offense here, but it sounds like Goosebumps. Yeah, I don't want to start fucking sound like... The, oh, hey, if you like Goosebumps, you like the Rana <laughs> Fez show.
3: We're Fuck sca- that. We're scared of things.
1: All right, so you just end up... Then we visit uh, Rex Ryan's football graveyard. And the other thing, I don't want to... I mean, you wrote this, Fez? Right. I don't want to give you direction, but it should sound like you got your finger up your ass there. Like you're fucking... You know, you're working in your own ass and you're yeah, getting you turned on. Yeah, hard. And should it sound like I'm talking into a cup? I don't think so. What about this? Okay. Coming up on the next run of phase show, we bet on Peyton Manning's interception. The word, well, the <laughs> word is born. The over/under is sixty. Word is born. Oh, I like that, man. I like words. That's really good. I mm. think the cup talk ruins it. Um, Brian, you're a manifest What's going on, Gus? Yeah.
0: I believe the proper way to say it is word is bond.
1: Um. So now it's, it's word is bond. Yeah.
2: All, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. So it's that bond. guy just it's had bond. an accent.
2: <laughs> word is bond. Why not just yell out bond? Bond. <laughs> All right. I like that. All right. I could do the bond right after instead of scary. Perfect. Okay. So word is... Uh, what are we doing here? Word is bond. Yeah. And then the graveyard is also bond. Hmm. All right. What are we getting?
1: Um, I'm getting signals. I don't understand them.
2: No, nothing. Nothing's happening.
1: Nothing's happening no. at all. But I'm no, that one.
3: was a fake. That was a, a wrong call. Everything's fine. <laughs> Gun promos. What was the problem? Someone brought up uh, some music. They said they had. They were telling me they had it.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, am I doing the thing into the cup?
6: Noah, we shouldn't use a cup. It throws the. It doesn't sound right for the promo. How do we know? This guy sounds good. All
1: right, is it's everyone too. Using no, a cup? no, we can't use cups. Word it's too echoey. Right, let's just all try it in cups first and see if that works. Uh, 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 word. Word up, Ronan Ron
3: show. Word up. Word up. Word up, dog. All right, God. ready. Let's do this.
6: This isn't going to sound right. Let's do it. The Ron and Fez show on the virus.
1: Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we bet on Peyton Manning's interceptions. The over-under is 60. Word up, Bond. (laughs) Then we visit Rex Ryan's
6: football graveyard. (laughs) Bond. The Ron and Fez
1: show. It's what you're doing when football isn't on. Weekdays at 11 a.m. East on the virus. All right. I had uh, just one problem. Fez, where's your cup? I don't
6: think we should be speaking in the cups. I have to turn these things into Rob Cross when we're done.
1: Ooh, scary. Like Rex Ryan's football graveyard? (laughs) Hold on, we got an idea here that I like. Jay, Connecticut.
5: Hey, boys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, I like the cups, but I think after the graveyard, it should be all snap.
1: Let's go with that. Let's go. All right, it's going to be all snap. All right, let's go without the Cups. Uh, Thank
6: goodness. Let's
1: do it now. The Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Game on, losers. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we bet on Peyton Manning's interceptions. The over-under is 60. Word is
6: bond. Then we visit Rex Ryan's football graveyard. Oh, snap.
3: The Ron and Fez Show. It's what you're doing when football isn't on. Weekdays at 11 a.m. in the East on the
1: virus. All right. That, uh... Made us sound incredibly gay and somewhat nerdy. What? It's a keeper. What else we got?
6: <laughs> Another one for the NFL.
1: Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm attacking people. Um... Do, 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 do. I don't get it. I don't see where we're doing the word, though.
6: No, there. I don't write word into these things. That was added later. I had nothing to do with word or bond or oh, snap.
1: All right, let's do this. The Ron
6: and Fez show
3: on the virus. It's like a chop block to your mind.
1: Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we help Josh McDaniel and Albert Hainsworth with their resumes.
6: Then we unveil the photo Brett Favre picked for his Christmas cards. Uh. The, the Ron and Fez show... It,
3: it who you want on your fantasy team. Oh, Weekdays a- at 11 a.m. <laughs> in the East on the Virus. That's a
6: and not it who. It's, it's a, who, you says
1: it who you want. It's it who typo. you want. It's who you want. It's a typo. It's it's who.
6: It, it make who you that want. plural, please.
1: It's not a typo. It's, it's a sounds, fucking misspelling.
6: I know. Well, it's uh, I forgot a letter and an apostrophe. That's
1: bad grammar. Will you a Harry?
6: No, it just uh just got past me on the keyboard. It actually sounds like a saint's chant now.
1: Well, here's what I worry about. A, it's not funny. B, again, with the farb dick thing? I mean, how old are we with this?
3: It's been a while. Yeah. cock pictures getting old.
2: And if we're changing it's, or it to it's, I don't see why we can't just throw a what or oh snap in there. Okay, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. What about when, I like the what, but what? <laughs> what? You know, like, you fucking can't believe anything. <laughs> All What's right. How, oh, Fezzy's liking that. All right. So... But I don't know where to do it, because we don't have the big fucking punchline in this one. I mean, the Josh McDaniel thing is kind of uh, sad. Mm. Yeah. I don't... And the Brett fucking Farb thing is, uh... let's face it, it's old. It's fucking played. Uh, Steve, you're on Renifaz.
7: Uh, hi, uh, what about uh, maybe bring it back to the gay baritone? I think that might help
1: us. Gay good. baritones, you talk okay. this way. Hi, we're gay, we're baritones. I can't fucking believe it. Those are the best shoes I've ever seen in my life. All right, what can we do instead of punchlines here? Um, I'm not sure. Animal sounds? Well, that's good. Oh, I like, like that, that somebody sounds. just hit a fucking duck. Mm-hmm. You want to just try to bring the cups back and try to just get something out of it? Hello. That sounds really good. The cups but are the too echoey. The fucking Hicks can't pull off a cup. There it is. Oh, there, there we go. You go. Oh, okay. Because you're like this. Hey, everybody, I have a cup. Did hey, here's study? a cup. Oh, okay. Just really
3: light it. All right. Here you go. It's Cup time.
1: Uh, what do we do about fucking jokes?
6: Well, I guess I can rewrite this one and bring it back tomorrow.
1: Oh, two o'clock hour. Oh. Are you ready to
2: <laughs> I can throw like a knock knock at the beginning of it. All right, I'll just let's do the whole thing as a knock knock joke. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> knock knock. Who's there? The Ron and Fez show on the virus. It's like a chop block to
1: your mind. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we help Josh McDaniel and Albert Hainsworth
2: with their resumes.
6: Then we have Oh, valid- snap.
1: It was supposed to be what?
2: Oh, I forgot, I forgot yeah. that we were doing the what. What? All my unwritten lines are getting yeah. flogged up. I'm sorry.
1: Try it again from the top.
3: Knock, knock. Who's there? The Ron and Fez show on the virus. It's like a chop block to your mind.
1: Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we help Josh McDaniel and Albert Haynes work with their... We- oh, Jesus Christ. Worth with their resumes. What? Then we unveil the photo. Well, did you guys think I'm going to run that all the way through like that? Where I fuck up? Uh-uh. It's like leaving a guy in World War One. I'm stuck in the barbed wire, and you're like, yeah, we all made it home. No. I'm in fucking barbed wire. I'm coming back for you. Uh, too late. What?
3: Did you bleed out or something? I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> fucking hurts to have fucking barbed wire in your fucking dick hole. Oh. All right, ready? Let's do that.
3: Not knock. Who dare? The Ron and Fez show on the virus. It's like a chop
1: block to your mind. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we help Josh McDaniel and Albert Hainsworth with their resumes. What? With their resumes. Worth with their resumes. Oh, no. All right, ready? Take it from the top. Knock, knock. And who's there? The
3: Ron and Fez show on the virus. It's like a chop block to your mind.
1: Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we help Josh McDaniel and Albert Hainsworth with their resumes.
6: What? Then we unveil the photo Brett Favre picked for his Christmas cards. The Ron and Fez show. It who you
3: want on your fantasy team. <laughs> Weekdays at 11 a.m. in the East on the virus. Perfect.
6: You were That's told the best how we've to... ever done. You were told to how to correct the typo. But uh, there's a knock correct knock it joke it in there.
1: Yeah. Now, and there's like a what? And uh, it's just. Uh. <laughs> and how we're with them with a diet. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, what, make sure you let to Ron and Fed show. These are two guys that really are trying to do the best show ever. Uh, what else we got?
6: We got daily promos for the Run and Fed show.
1: Uh, how come I'm not hearing these promos run today?
6: Um, I'm not sure because they should be.
3: All right, let's do it. So, we doing knock knock or are we going straight? Because these aren't NFL. I think we ought to do knock knock. <laughs> knock knock. What?
1: It's the Ron and Fed show. The doomsday clock is ticking. Coming up on the next Ron and Fed show, we ice down the sidewalk for old people races.
6: Then it's our special needs nativity scene. No wise men included. The Ron and Fez show. You don't want none of this.
1: Uh, it sounds like we're attacking elderly and retards.
3: That's kind of a black thing at
2: the end, too.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't like that.
2: It only made it black when you put your finger up and waved it around and danced around like that when you said it. The of the mind, Rustin. The end of the <laughs> mind.
3: Wait, was that real? The- I'm not. All right. It's the Ron and Fez show. We attack at
1: 11. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, it's our annual painkiller drive so people don't have to go to bed drug free.
6: Then is the Rockefeller Christmas tree fireproof? We'll find out. The Ron and Fez show. Let the war games begin. Huh. See, and it's, it really isn't read as a
1: question. No, it's, it's just of a offended statement. being a fucking alcoholic addict. I don't find that kind of stuff humorous. Oh. This is like somebody being t- uh, told this at, at Christmas. Happy Fagmas! You know, there's some things that are offensive. No. I don't use the D word for drugs. What do you use? I call them Jew beans. Oh. Something less of offensive. <laughs> or faggot trinks.
3: Oh, I love faggot tranks. And I have
1: another funny joke, but I only tell it to Dick Cavett.
2: Oh. Get Why moan? Well, I want to be in all the Dick Cavett jokes. He was at the Quentin Tarantino Roast. I wonder if he told it to those bastards, too.
1: Oh. Uh, he and I were talking about that.
2: Oh, really? I went really? out to lunch with him the other day. Oh, really? Oh. What? That's awesome. There were a ton of Ron Fez at, uh, uh, graduates hey. at, on, at the Quentin Tarantino Roast. Get, 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 get.
1: Fucking retard. Where were we? Doing promos. It the best show.
3: It the best show. It the show you want on your fantasy team. It the show you want.
1: It the Ron and Fez
3: show. Now available in the holiday gift
1: pack. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, place your bets on which celebrities we won't see in the new year. Hint Chaney?
6: Then we find out which lasts longer out in the cold. Puppies or
3: kittens? Peter the Ron and Fez Show. You're wrong. We're right.
1: What do you mean, graduates of Ron and Fez? Like Ron and Fez, you?
2: Yeah, like once you've been on the show and gone through it, when you leave, it's you've graduated from the show. No, I
1: line this date up over there. You. you gonna try? Uh, are you gonna try to sext her first
2: night? <laughs> I, I think we should try to go out first, and you know, like you don't believe in first night sex? Well, no, we have first night sex. I don't know if like first night sex sexting.
1: I just sexing it up.
2: I'll be down for that. I don't know if I can take her back to my cold, story apartment, though. <laughs> Wait, living with me now? What the fuck?
1: Bring her back here. Bang her in the fucking studio. <laughs> yeah,
2: who
1: cares? You just know, just fucking curtains.
3: I should open the curtains when you're banging her. Fuck. Oh, uh, that's
1: disgusting. <laughs> no, I don't like people talking about interns that way. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's inappropriate. I really like her. She's a sweet girl, yeah. Um,
1: Mike, you're on my office. Yeah
0: and insult more in these promos. It's just not working. Yeah, it doesn't
1: sound great. like us, Fezzi. No offense here, but these promos don't sound like the Run and Fez show. They sound like the Toledo Morning Zoo. Well, I thought they were very in-your-face. What part is in the face? Well, the thing
6: about, you know, it's uh, puppies and kittens freezing to death.
1: sounds like bullying, yeah. you know? That's coming across as bullying.
6: All right, well, we have another one we can try here.
1: All right, let's give this one our best, and let's try to make it... It goes from Chris to me, Fez, back to Chris. All right, let's do it, and let's care. One take this, or else we're done.
3: Okay. It's the Ron and Fez Show, the holiday recipe for destruction. (laughs)
6: the copy so we were done
1: off of his read I improvised I went with a, a straight angle of tear
6: see I don't know if that if that'll work in the promo though for the show
1: won't we play it and see if I'm right and I believe I am we'll get millions of new listeners.
6: See, I don't think Rob Cross is going to want a just a tear uh, 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 of a page. How do you know?
1: Maybe he'll come running down the street, throwing confetti, and then we'll all be living like the fucking stuff guy.
3: Just fucking things left and right. No matter what it is.
1: Um, here's a fucking promo for you. Today's Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search winner is... J-Golds twenty-one, Jagals yeah, twenty-one. Yeah. Stuart, you're on running fez. Stuart. Ronnie, yeah, buddy.
5: Hey, buddy. Promos are coming along nice. Think you? Uh, think I need a little bit more cup though.
1: All right, appreciate it. Uh, Bobby, you're on running fez.
0: That
7: was the best one yet, Ronnie. You
1: keep that one. It took the gay out of the show. All right, thank you. A lot of good feedback right now. You know, Fezzy, I don't just go by my opinion. I throw it down the well, see if it makes a splash. I run it up the flagpole. I see if anyone salutes it. I put it out on the street, see a fucking stuff guy come by and fucks that stuff. I'll
3: encourage him to do that.
1: Look, let me fucking tell you something right now. Listen to me, Fez, and you'll be farting through silk. This world could be yours, all right. Make sure you fucking get this stuff down. Follow the rules, and then we're all going to be wiping our asses with fur coats, all right? It's going to be unbelievable. This sounds amazing. Do we want to ru-
6: wipe our asses with fur coats? I mean, the shit's going to get matted in the furs. The what? The shit is going to get matted in the fur. I heard you
1: say furred. Do you think that we're keeping the fur coats? Come on, fuzzy. Not going to Fezzy. These fucking promos with. blow. All right? Not only that, they blow another male promo. All right? So it's one male promo blowing another promo. They're promosexuals. Now, here's the thing that you got to give me. You got to give me spark. You got to give me sizzle. You got to give me possess. You know what you gave me? What? Snot, puke, and shit. What about jizz? No. Oh, there's okay. no jizz in there. Okay. What, show me where the jizz is. It's some crazy. Just checking. Let me tell you something. If Miss Jacqueline Bissett would have said another goddamn word about Andy Warhol, I'd have knocked her off her fucking heels. I saw that happening. I was can like- you fucking paint a soup can, Jacqueline? <laughs> That she woman can. was so stunned. Sixty-five years old. That's what she looks like.
2: She looked great. I was, I was peeking back from her from the booth, checking her out. Don't
1: fucking get all weird like that.
2: <laughs> I wasn't.
1: You're like fucking Chester and Lester, just fucking looking <laughs> through sna- slats in the fucking floor of the girls' locker room while you're underneath, it's fucking crazy. trying to get your cum to come up through the sh- fucking tiles. Arc it Stop saying <laughs> arc it to him. We'll just do it. Do you have any more of these fuzz? I have one more. Right. That we tr- really need to
6: try to get done.
1: I don't know whether you mean it or not. I can't tell whether you're on automatic pilot right now. Why don't I get up? Why do they these things? They get thrown at me one at a time from fucking great distance. <laughs> Can I have them at the same time? Well or do I have to get up for each one? Well, uh, all right, I'll do that next time. No, here's what to do. Tell me, here's the promo. Tape it to a horse's ass. Slap the horse, and I'll chase it down fucking Sixth Avenue. Just give me the promos somewhere close to me. Uh, by the way, the mystery bonus New Year's prize <gasps> will be announced, and that is going to be the best picture of themselves with their prize. Right now it's Mach 5, I believe. <laughs> he looks so damn happy with yeah. that. Young Lewis Black looked like he couldn't have been more happy at that. that and sad and lonely. Um, why is it fucking racist right away? Why am I doing a racist line? Oh, I don't think it's racist. I
6: think it may be yeah, I in mean, your face. Kwanzaa. That's racist. No, it's not an attack on Kwanzaa. It's a it's a play on a bad contest.
1: Well, what what is the what's my joke? It's our Kwanzaa in the Sudan flyaway. Hold on, now that Chris Stanley's heard the joke, let me calm him down. He's hysterical laughing. Yes. And what's your joke?
6: Mine is then we gift wrap the homeless to make them look more festive. Wow These things are a little brutal yeah that's that's the whole idea behind them.
1: How come we're not telling people go to two or two friends on Twitter, sign up, win that's the big story that's what we should be pushing that's the big story right now here's what here's what these fucking promos remind me of, and I'll tell you this, Chris Stanley yes. These promos are like this. You just walked into a bedroom. The most beautiful woman in the world that you've ever seen is lying in a bed. Sexy. Nipples are up and hard waiting for you. Mm. The back is arching. You look over, you can see that the vagina already moist with anticipation. Oh, good God. The legs spread apart. Oh. And it's like you see this, then you turn, hit your knees, and blow her little brother while her dog fucks your ass off. That's what happened with these promos. And that's why I'm opening up my own metaphor store. Because I can tell you how things are in a metaphor. Hmm. Now, what do you want to do, Chris? What would you like to do if you walked into that room?
3: I want to fuck the pussy, not suck the little kid's cock.
1: Right. Then what is cock doing in your mouth and a dog's lipstick tube dick... Up your asshole Because you're not on it. And these are the promos that you're into.
3: (laughs) I don't want to suck the dick.
1: Right. Now, Fez, let me tell you this in a way that you can understand. Okay. You walk in, there's a little boy laying there. And a dog ready to fuck your ass. You go to run to it. You fall into the hottest pussy you've ever seen. And your dick starts to go in and out. Uh. Thank
6: Uh.
4: you.
1: That's... Uh. Okay. I mean, if you're actually going to puke, now's the time to do it.
4: I think I'm okay.
1: You sure? Because I don't want anything to get caught in that Kenny Rogers beard.
6: I'm just, just breathe in and out.
1: Okay. So, obviously, these promos don't work for us. Um, Here's Josh, you're on my Fez. Hey, how's it going, Ronnie? Uh,
0: that's yeah. the guys. Sound good. Uh, I noticed uh, lesson there needs to learn a little microphone etiquette uh, during his
7: promos. You can't laugh at his own comments during the promo. Something dumbass.
1: That is the fucking truth here, that you get so excited just about being included that you, you know. giggle your way through it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I i don't have a comeback for him. He's right. Uh, <laughs> there it is again. Yeah. I think you told me at the beginning, it's, if you have confidence in what you're saying, you don't laugh afterwards, but... Why would you? It's a bad habit.
1: I never sell a laugh to another human being. Just look at them like I can't believe you said something so unfunny.
2: See, I always was a salesman, I always try to push it and say.
1: Yeah, the greatest people in the world are salesmen. You fucking Willie Loman, look at you over there. <laughs> no, taking your fucking you know, oh I can't make it in Austin. I'll go to New York and fail there. Okay, <laughs> that didn't work out. That Back was... to Austin. What? <laughs> and in the meantime, there's this beautiful Caribbean girl that could be that experience of your life. Yeah. That experience that when you're down there in shit-fuck Texas and you oh. just, you are you got three waterhead kids and a 300-pound wife going like this, Let's go to Luby's, Resting In the back of your mind, you'll have that one young love that you can remember. And you've screwed the pooch on it.
2: Oh. You know that's really how it's going to turn out, do you?
1: I know it's going to turn out that way, like it did for your dad. <laughs>
2: Not- Let's get the loobies rusted. You're at the carmines. So What's the difference? <laughs> all right.
1: Anything that you're fucking saying, we don't even listen to anymore. I
2: don't
1: know. Um, I'll tell you what. These promos were a fucking disaster. I think it's because we wait too long to do it, if you want to know the truth. Everybody's already tired. We're in the fourth fucking hour. All right? It's like the Jerry Lewis telethon at 3 o'clock in the morning. You think they're going to give Jerry promos to read? He'd end up like this. I don't give a fuck if these kids are sick. I need some rest. I'm tired of fucking talking. I don't care if a kid died on stage at my feet. I'm taking a nap.
2: He said that live?
1: I think he did one year. Well, you know, the doctors actually said they think that Jerry Lewis was a carrier. That none of these, these kids would have been fine until they got close to him. It's sad.
2: Hope all the celebrities are
1: okay. Hmm.
6: Ed McMahon's not.
1: He's too young to know who
6: Ed McMahon is.
1: Right now, Fez, you might you might be going like this. The, my favorite person in the world is Cleopatra, because I'm telling you this, Fez. You need to update it, and this is why we're picking Mikey Boy's party over yours.
6: No, the party's going to be at my place. We've talked about it.
1: Are you doing a character, are or are we having a real conversation? No,
6: that's a real conversation.
1: Is he... You see what I'm saying here? That, hey, we've talked about it. I feel like he thinks I'm joking about this.
3: Doesn't seem a lot of a bit serious seriousness going on around here. At least about this party.
1: I want you to understand something, Fez. This is fucking serious. It's Abu Ghraib serious, all right? Yeah. Right now, your party is fucking nine Iraqis with a bag on their head and fucking... Uh, stuff attached to their dicks and their assholes out. That's what happened in your party. You need to get your fucking shit straight, okay? Because right now, this party's going so bad that bri Bride left Kathleen.
3: Oh wow! Oh, Jesus! Not...
1: <sighs> God. Are we? Uh, are you setting up Pal Talk for this so the whole thing can be on Pal Talk? Um,
6: I'm I'm still working on that part of it.
1: I'm still working. We're looking into their selections and assortments. I would just like one specific answer,
3: all right? There's a keg of rolling rock on the way.
1: <laughs> Let me guess. Who was in charge of that? I was. Holy shit. Should he be in charge of the whole party?
6: No. No, it's just that he's a keg specialist, so I brought him in on it.
1: Is anything else locked in besides that?
6: Uh, well, I mean, the food's locked in. How many sandwiches we're gonna have
1: i believe like i believe do you understand rustin why i don't feel comfortable every fucking phrase is put out there to mean don't
2: hold me to this i feel like i should just go ahead and ask for directions to mikey boy's house at this point i don't know i'll
1: tell you what follow the Elbrick road you want to go to that fucker's house
2: i can tell you this for certain though we will have here's the thing
1: we're at a point now he's delegated everything but the fucking chairs and they ain't done Oh, oh no. he's doing the beer. Kathleen's doing the food uh the a listener is picking out what kind of fucking tasty cakes come in. <laughs> a fucking stranger to our our shores.
3: so I made a banner.
1: Yes what about you though
6: watley? How do we know that you're serious? I'm coordinating all these efforts.
1: These are the shortest little fucking things. This is an interaction. These are the shortest little clips. Looks like I'm having a fucking discussion right now with fucking Fezbytes. The new soundboard, Fezbites. Are you even here?
6: Yes, I'm here.
1: Maybe I should talk to your crazy brother who tells you everything's ruined down south. I makes you freak out for a day and then you find out, what's he talking about? The pool table's broke. And I wish I was making that up. Just the pool table? The fucking thing that Fez couldn't talk yesterday. That he broke into tears. The pool table was broke.
2: Oh, it's oh. not that big of a deal. Are we going to have a pool table for the party? Yes, absolutely. Well, a you pinball name. machine. We're
1: gonna do a, yeah, we're going to do a pinball <gasps> pool table. It's going to be a fucking salute to the 70s. Yes! Fez, this is the... Fucking perfect thing, though. You gotta... Uh, That's the end of my show. Donk.